Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do you know when you know your life is messed up? When normality is the surprise. Normality is a surprise. <laughs> oh shit. Elaborate. So like, you know if your whole life is consistently hectic to the point where that is your normal, like that's your normal now. Yeah. But in the actual reality, that is not a normal. That's and then crazy. the moment when like there's a three months when nothing happens. Imagine that you're like, wait, we've had no problems for three months. Right, I know. Do you know that's how my thing used to be with money? Seriously. So yeah, like literally, I would think I would think, I'd get money, and I'd think, something's gonna happen. And I, but I was always okay with that something happening. Like some, you know, like, I don't know, bailiff's gonna cut him and just take a chunk out of it, or something's, I'm gonna have to pay for something, or car's gonna mash up, or whatever. If nothing happened within the three months, or four months, or whatever, of me having this money, I'd think. What's going on? What's going on? Nothing ain't happened. Wait, this is all mine. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, no, bro. Do, do you know what? Because of my responsibilities, I hear you. I've had them ones as well. Yeah, I'm like, okay, what? Well, this is all mine. So, do you know what? I'll go even deeper, bro. Sometimes I would get the money and I would spend it on something mad quickly because I'd think something else is going to try and take this money away so from me. So, let you. me make sure some of it's mine. Right. I hear you. Yes. So, you know what? Let me book holiday quick. You see where the money comes in? Let me book holiday. Because, you know what the thing is, yeah? What one thing that I realized was is that I would I was always gonna be okay. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's always gonna be I was right always there. gonna it was always gonna work itself out in a in some type of way. I never was in the mud where it was like it was do or die. It felt like do or die. But it was extremely inconvenient. It was a it was a lot in my Yeah man, look who it look who it is. <laughs> look who it is. Yeah, Zoom's passed to everyone. Well done, my G. What's going on, my brother? Love for coming, man. Good, bro. We're, t- we're talking about. We're talking about. I was just saying that, um, like money. We we're talking about surprises and that. Yeah. Like when? What, how did you? How, wait. How did you phrase it? We said, you know, your life is messed up when the surprise element is normality. When it's three months of normality, and that's what you're surprised by. That's when you know your life I is messed. So then, what I was saying was, I used to have that with money. 
Uh-huh. So like, for example now, when I used to get money, I used to think that something mad was going to happen because I'm so used to something mad happening. Bailiff coming, <laughs> fucking, the car, something's happened with the car, this bill's come, whatever it is, yeah? Uh. So when nothing happens, I'm like, hold on, wait one second, wait, this is all mine. <laughs> <laughs> money up is spent now, Harrods can see me. Yeah. Oh, or there'd be times, which I was saying to him before, yeah, is that like, because I always felt like, I got broke PTSD in it, because uh-huh. I know what it's like, bro. It's mm. definitely real. Right, so then I'd be like, okay, boom. The money'd come in or whatever, then I'd think, wait, let me just buy, let me just buy shit. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do it now, something's gonna come and take this money away yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always knew though, that even if I buy whatever it is that I'm gonna buy, book the holiday or do whatever it is I'm gonna do, I would always be okay though. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it would always, I'd always find a way to be all right because it was never do or die. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I get what you mean. You ain't I, never heard that. Yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've talked about this before. And the first thing that comes to my mind is I remember going JD a couple of years ago and just buying some stuff like a trackie or something. And I remember going to the till. I bought a trackie, couple of tees, and shoes. And I remember going to the till and I'm like, I paid for it. I was like, raw, <laughs> like. I could buy that again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that feels right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. man was so used to, like, if I go JD and I ball out, that's it for the year. Right. That's it. I ain't getting another tracky. Yeah. I gotta make them shoes last. Last. Yeah. Whereas I was buying that for, like, a video or something, or for something, and, I, and it sunk in. I was like, raw. Like, I might have a little bit of bread, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. in that context, I'll never forget, I was in the JD bugging out, and then. Yeah, I guess after that, you just, it, it, I guess the, the barriers kind of move forward and they change and it's like, I don't know, rich nigga problems. You try you try understand them, but then you realise no matter how rich you think you are, someone's always richer. Oh, so yeah. I've always looked at the word rich as a weird thing, like even money, like when like some people look at me and go, right, you're comfy, you're nice. But I'm looking at an next man going, that's what comfy and nice is. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like, then that's sometimes that person looks at the next on. Yeah. So wait, wait, where does that where does that shit stop though? I don't know. I think it's that's what it is. Like you see the the, the, the broke PTSD, yeah, is what makes man want more, but also remembers to be comfy with what I have. Right. So then I just look at it as it's like a happiness thing, like what makes you happy, isn't it? How yeah. much how much bread do you need to be happy? Do you get that's and that's where I'm kinda like in the limbo of right now. How much bread do you need? Everyone says unlimited, isn't it? Everyone wants millions and billions. How much bread billions. do you need? You know, I'm on this little Wayne thing. <laughs> Never What's enough that? money, man. Never <laughs> enough. Now, to be honest with you, this is what I reckon it is, yeah. Everything in life is perspective, isn't it? Let's be honest. If you've been broke for a long period of time, then you come into money for like three years, but you've been broke for like 20 years. You're going to have to need to have had that money for a longer period of time to understand the concept of that lifestyle, to mm. then compare it to being broke, mm. then to figure out what the next step is. Because when it's fresh and new, Jesus Christ, anything fresh and new, you have bad, mad things to say. You get a girl, been there for a month, and life's going great, can't wait to do this, can't wait to do that. Six more months down the line, you're thinking, I can't wait to fucking leave her. Mm. So it's like, and that's the same thing as, I guess, getting some money. You get some money, you start thinking about all these things, you're around new sets of people, new environments. So all of the thoughts are new and new. And when that normality just becomes normal, of this environment, and then you're like, mm, it's not that great, some of it. You have them types of thoughts. That's when you're able to assess it a little bit easier. But at the start, 
You're just gonna go up more and more and more and more and more. And more. You know, for me, yeah, even in the times of like being incredibly broke, mm. getting money was never. It was never hard for me to spend the money on somebody else, but it was always more difficult to spend it on me. It's the case mm. now. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if someone else needed something or wanted something or it was going to make that person happy, yeah. then I would spend the money. But with me, I would always contemplate, do I need this? Should I? Like, can I? Like, what is the implications? There's bare things, bro. Like, bare things. And that, like, even to this day, bro, sometimes I still... Sometimes I have to say to myself, Chuck, stop being stupid, brother. Like, but... I think when you've just been, well, when you feel like you've been in a financial and mental gutter, it you hold on to that for a little bit, man. Of course, man. PTSD is real. Ah, huh? PTSD is a, a major thing, bro. A major, Dirty. major thing. But spending money on someone else. Easy. Light work. Not for some people, though. I know some Scrooges, fam. He's looking, at me, like, right he's looking at me like, nah. What? No, 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 no. You're right. I think, uh, it's, it's, I know. I'm in the part of my life where everything goes down to tax. <laughs> Every single thing I spend money on, yeah. I think about how does this affect my tax? Because tax is real, bro. Oh, facts. And I feel like every day I learned about how to how real tax is. You, the more you move forward in life, the more money you make, the more you understand tax. And like the diff learning the difference between an expense and personal was a big thing for me. I got slapped with a big heavy tax bill. Go on, talk about it. It was oh, gee. Oh my days! Where, which where, which period and when and like? Give, it was like a, it was like a year and a half ago. My accountant's gone to me. He's like, "Gee, I'm gonna show you some breakdowns of stuff in life." Yeah, he's like, "Cause as as in my business is is based off me in it, so a lot of my business expenses aren't big because it's just me. So if I get paid to do a campaign or a show or a tete, -tete I'm taking a lot of the profit because there's not a lot of expenses. I don't have to pay for this, that, that. It's just me. I have to turn up. Like if I do an ad." and I get paid X, Y, Z, I pay my manager, Yeah. then I just have to pay tax. That's the only other thing I have to pay. Maybe I have to pay for my clothes for the day, yeah. or a cab, but that's small expenses. So I'm actually, in terms of pros, I'm doing really well. But then, what 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 is real life is that, if you spend, if let's say, you, whatever your salary is, yeah? Yeah. Because th these are the things man weren't taught, but whatever your salary is, is your salary. Once you break that, yeah, higher earnings. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Anything you spend after that, you're basically spending forty five percent on tax. Yeah. Cause if, if it's not a, if it's not an expense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's say I go buy a food or I go on holiday or I buy some L V. It don't cost a hundred pound. It's costing me like hundred and forty five pounds. Right. Now a tax man might come and say no, that's wrong, but that's from my perspective, that's what I know, isn't it? Okay. So I didn't know that. So when man's enjoying my life, I pay after I pay my salary, I'm buying all these things. You, we're not seeing that hidden cost. But was of everything you after? Was you so see your accountant? Does he does he do all of your? He does your books for you. Yeah. yeah so okay. So then, see like when you was getting paid. Yeah. Was he not putting the, like money aside, preempting what you was gonna make throughout the year? Yeah. No. So basically, obviously, I'll get my salary to my personal. Yeah. And then I'll get, and then I'll spend money off my business card, but I'll use it for personal things. Right. You understand? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that is where he's coming to me saying, look, you spent this on the business, but this is personal. 
Oh, okay. We can't claim you can't claim it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things you can claim as. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those things you can't. But it's you can't take the piss. Yeah. Which is what a lot of men try to do, but the tax man will kill you to bits. You get me? And like, man's buying kettles and buying this and that. Certain things you can expense. Yeah. Can't expense everything. So then my man's gone to me. Listen, this is your personal. This is how much it's cost you. You've you've spent that money already, but because of tax, you have to pay this. Like what? Nah. Surely not. Yeah, bro. And it made me realise, I was like, thank God I could afford it and yeah. it didn't ruin me. But if I was in a place where I was too excited... Then you would have been a madness for you. It doesn't matter how much cash you have. They can come back and just say, bam, you spent all of that, you owe us all of this and you don't pay it straight away. You pay it in like a year and a half. Yes, exactly. You don't pay it now. You pay it in... And the- I don't want to speak in riddles for anyone that's listening because it's, it's a bit long to explain. I don't want to say exactly how much bread I owe and how much no, bread I owe and how yeah, much... Yeah, yeah. But it's never in the time. It's always a year... Like a, It's always like a year and a half in advance. So the money that I spent in 2021, I'm paying the tax for that now. But you have to also pay for the future. Yeah. That's the you pay court thing. tax, all these things. So there's so, yeah, two sides it, of it. Yeah. And it also like what they preempt that you're going to make... <laughs> it's like, let me tell you something yeah it's, it's the most rude boy thing that has ever existed in it's life it's the biggest con I've ever seen in my whole entire life and there's nothing you can do about it I can see why people are so ruthless when it comes to money yeah, look at Jimmy Carr look at Jimmy Carr what know, happened with Jimmy him I, he got caught for tax evasion that's what he's always, always grilled for how much tax he evades and he makes a joke out of it. So what, where did he put his money off the, offshore? And all I don't know exactly what he done, but he got in a lot of trouble. He's going to go to jail and he, he missed jail. He should have gone to jail. Genuinely should have gone to jail. People take the piss out of him like because of how much tax he evaded. And like, he makes jokes out of it because he's got access to bad boy lawyers and these things. If I just think about the man that are flex. I don't know how a man got Richard Millie's and this and this and Mad Whip and all this drip. I swear to God, I don't know how man, man are doing it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Unless you're saying it's an expense for everything, but you can't do that. You can't expense that. Yeah. You're working really hard. Not enough people are- Bro, not- there's working hard and then there's paying 45% on personal. If your watch is 200 bags. 100%, bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> no, there's a lot this, of exterior I going on. That my friends that have these things are doing really well and they work really hard. No, no well okay. done. No, of course, well no. done. There's a lot of exterior going on though. There's a lot of exterior going on though. Trying to kill them. I ain't trying to kill them. I ain't trying to kill them. It's not me, boy. It's HMRC. But what I'm saying is, is that... Is HMRC unaware of what's happening with some of my brothers? No, they're never unaware. They know everything. They know everything. When you start making a certain amount of money, they just know it. Well, it's after you make 12 bags in a year. Yeah, they know what's going on. If you save over 12 bags, obviously there's making 12 bags a salary, then you owe tax. But then there's also a threshold where in a tax year, if you save over 12 bags in your mm. personal, it, you're flagged. Yeah, yeah, so. But They're on you. But even then, even then it's like, if you, there's little change and then there's big change, innit? Yeah, of course. So for them, remember this is a rude boy thing. 100%. A rude boy might see the Don with the little change and say, I've banked it, I know what's going on here, but I'm not mad onto you. Just know that I'm on you, innit? Lightly. But. You see, if the big, you see that, this is what you're doing with this and that and whatnot. Come on. I'm just letting you know that I know exactly what's going on. Yeah, bro. And I'm coming on this day to come and find out exactly what's going on. HMRC have got neighborhood watch. So, like, you know, for example, if there's a man in the hood that's selling drugs, when he's doing a little piece of, they're just gonna say, all right, send the feds in there, let's just watch him for a little piece. Next thing you know, they got scaffolding outside your house because you have big operation. That's when you're doing way too much tax. So, if you're evading a little bit of tax, they don't mind. There's people making big bread, evading big tax. 
those are the guys that they're really waiting for. Yeah, because, and you know what? I'll be honest with you, that must be fun. Of course. Like, I could imagine, right, hold on one second, yeah, you are 500 mil up and you don't think that we know this. <laughs> oh, what? You owe us half a mil when you're just out here? No, 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 no. I'm did. talking about man them that owed 20 mil. I'm talking about the big, big, like, but to I me, like I would know. find that, I know it sounds mad, yeah. but I would find that, that element of that job fun. Oh, you've got a billion. <laughs> and you're trying to say that you've only got two million here. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah, let's see who wins then. Yeah, but that's the problem. I feel like if you're doing that, you win. What do you mean? If you're if you're trying to say that you don't have to pay the 20 mil, if you if you can put yourself in that position, that's an educated guess. I don't think that's just by chance. So I think HMRC look at that and think we're gonna try and get you, but somehow they Jimmy Carr it. So I'm not I'm not saying do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, some yeah. people definitely, yeah, definitely, they definitely just do. end up <laughs> Do you know where I'm coming from? Uh, I feel like some of the other brothers are oh maybe maybe a mil one point five? Yeah, man. They're getting caught. I could see how someone would find that type of thing interesting. Do you know what I think's mad though is that there's a lot of like creatives in the scene that definitely come from from broke lives who have not been educated on these things. No, of course. So who eventually get slapped with that bill and maybe have not saved the cash to be able to handle them things there. A hundred million. I think I'd had this conversation. That's why my point was about the RMs and the cars. Yeah. Don't get twisted. I, I definitely appreciate that certain man of making No, no, happen. I'm just playing with you. But I know, but I know that there's Why? people, <laughs> I know there's people who aren't ready for that, bro. Because when they slapped me with it, Thank God I was ready, bro. If I weren't ready, I'd have been scrambling, bro. Mm, that day, big man. On my life, chief. But did who taught you about black like, money and that? My accountants. Okay. I got a really good accountancy firm. The firm that I work with, I pay them stupid bread to save me bread. But they do incredible things for me, and it's all legal and it's all bare. Because the problem is, is that the fr- I had to say that I had to add in it. Um, <laughs> the problem is, is that the laws consistently change. Yeah, of course, exactly. And then laws are backdated as well. So. Yeah. You could have maybe done something last year that you can't do this year yeah. with your money last year. Right. So it's always, so I always tell my brethren, get a good accountant, bro. It's like my boys that I work with, Tubbs and Hyder. Yeah. We're making bread, we're doing great things, whatever. You're getting paid lump sums into your account. Go get an accountant. Cause one day you think, ah, yeah, I could just have all that pros in my personal. What, like, what I'm trying to show a lot of man, they should have not, you should have, you should have no money in your personal account. Right, 100. Shouldn't have nothing in your personal account. You obviously should have enough. I've got money in my personal account. Like, you should have your salary. Yeah. But that's about it. I hardly have have anything in my personal account. You shouldn't. Hardly have ever any. Listen, bro, I don't want money in my account. I know what I need to spend in the month, and I just chill. Mm. I like knowing there's a rainy day. That's my thing. That's what you need, though. Mm. That's mad important, bro. That's what I'm saying. I can say from making... From like when I was making no money in comparison to making money and then going past the, all right, cool, I make a decent amount of money. Then you're like, yeah, like as you said, rainy day. Because rainy days do come. Even if it's not like um, tax, family, mm. Mm. children. I say children because it was one shot, two goals. Um, <laughs> then these types of problems come. Just <laughs> <laughs> so bread, bro. Funerals. Sure oh. Don't even get Funerals. Funerals are peak. Brother. Especially when there's multiple people dying now. Brother. It's not just one death. Brother. Do you know how real this is that he's no, saying? I know this. Anything that requires you to go to the house of the Lord for some strange reason costs a lot of money. Christenings, funerals, weddings. These things are expensive. Can God, I tell you, you what? You need to answer some questions. Can I tell man. you, yeah? Enough people are dying and putting people, their loved ones, in shit street for their death, you know? That's peak. It's mad. 
my mum, yeah, she used to say something, something to me that I used to absolutely hate. But as I've got older, I've understood how much of a G thing it actually is. She always had, not so much anymore because I'd know the thing in it, yeah. But she'd always say to me, if anything's to happen to me, this is there, that's there. This is worth this. This is the account for that. This is the thing for here. This is, f and it's like, I used to hate, at first when she used to say it to me, I used to just not even listen. I hated it because the thought of my mum not being here is just a mad thing to me, mm. even now. But the when the, the penny dropped here yeah, is when my granddad died. So imagine my granddad, I was bare things going on at the time. My Her husband, which is my stepdad, he was dying, yeah. Mm. Then his mum died while he was dying. And then my mum's dad died. So my granddad died, yeah. So while all this was going on, while she's having to like grieve her mother-in-law, also grieve the fact that her best friend, her husband is dying and is inevitably gonna die, which he ended up dying the month after her dad. Her dad died. So she had all of these things going on. And then on top of that, my granddad just did not have not one single thing in order. So my mum, in the midst of doing all of this grieving, she's having to work out this and that and pay for this and do this or whatever. And one day she sat, she was on the floor, she's she sitting on the floor, she was crying, she was doing some stuff. And she was like, this is why. This is why I tell you this, because it's gonna be, it will be difficult the day that it happens, but at least you know it will be a simple process. Like mm. you just do this and do this and whatever. And that way it's, it's fine. So it's like, it's a tough conversation to have, yeah? But yo, listen, let me tell you something. If you've got a little bit of bread, big and serious, pay for your funeral. Brother, I put it like this, RIP is rest in peas. There is no <laughs> <laughs> it stinks over there. Pay bro. for your funeral. Brother, a lot life of Life insurance, dog. Life insurance. That's the next thing. I don't have that though. I Go need get, to get life that. insurance, man. I need to get that. I don't have that. I meant to be sorting that out really and truly, but life you know insurance, what? work insurance. I've got a pension. Work insurance is important. You got a pension? Got a pension, pension, very important. Mm -hmm. I, bro, I only know these things because my manager is, yeah, let's not get into the isms and schisms, but my manager's a good guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear that, I hear that. Who cares about man. Yes. And said, and comes from a good background. Yeah. So he sat me down and said, brother, this is what I'm doing. So you should do this. Yeah. If I didn't have that guidance, I'll, know not, I'll actually know nothing, bro. Do you know why it's important for you as well now, now that you have that information to black... Pass, pass it, back. it on, 100%. pass it back. Because where we grew up, in the environment that we grew up in, those were just not conversations that we were having. And even now, still, we don't really, I think, people in, in that environment have those type of conversations. It's important though. Big man, you're having conversations on how we get into next week. Never exactly. It's true. We can only it's have true. them types of conversations now because we're making them types of money. So everything's timing. That's true. As, hard, as harsh as it sounds, Sometimes you just gotta deal with your reality. So everything's timing. But you gotta start, you gotta start when you, like when, like with the pension thing, mm. I did an advert for pensions. And didn't have government. one. government. And didn't have one. <laughs> no, no, I did have one. Okay. I did, which was good, because they asked me better. <laughs> <laughs> but the government asked me to, so I did a government ad. The government have like certain pieces that they put to the side to, to advertise certain initiatives. And I did one for the pensions called Pension Attention. I made a rap about pensions, it was very random. But when so I was you doing do it, random routes, man. Don't I do, do a lot of random <laughs> things. But when they when I did it, what was jokes is that I'm going around having conversations with the man. And they're like, "Yeah, man's not gonna do that." I'm like, "Gee, you don't have to put ten racks a month aside. Could be a bills. Mm. That bills will be twelve bills by the end of the year. 
Then next year, you got a little percentage on that now. You got 10% on that. So that 12 bills now, you got 120 on top of that 12 bills. Now that's yeah. 13, 20 plus the 12 bills again. It's going to add up. Yeah, After 20 years now, you got a little certain. Yeah. Then there's all these tax implementations. Da, da, da. You can withdraw X, Y, Z when you're 50. You can da, 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 da. Right. So sometimes we look at these things and we think, man has to make X, Y, Z to be able to start that conversation. But sometimes you just need to get ahead of it. You know? Right. Some man just be thinking, we're going to make so much bread, pension is not a problem. And I respect that's, them. That's man. not real, bruv. But I respect that there are some man that pension is not a problem. No, I rate that. There are some man. In the but, UK? But gee, when, if, but he, you, if you touch 55, yeah. pension is great. <laughs> yeah. You can withdraw 25% of that one time. Bam. Tax free. That's you. And you know why as well? Because, and I say this obviously with all of the love in the world. So I hope no one gets offended by by this year. But there are certain people within my family that I look at and I, they inspire me. They inspire me because I don't want to be nothing like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, just I just don't, don't have a pension. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just certain <laughs> the mindset of, and I don't blame them for it because of a, a different time and like there's it's there, it's very nuanced, isn't it? Yeah, and some things were just out of ignorance or whatever. But now I look at that and I think I don't. I really don't want to be that age on that. So what can I do to not be that? What are the things that I have to put in place to not be that? I just don't want to, do, I just, that's that's a nightmare for me. Do you know what, yeah, that's perspective. And remember I was seeing you today. That's a perspective I, I was thinking about today, yeah. That's crazy. I like that. Not and it's good. crazy, like I was like, rah. I gotta thank Tigo, he kind of woke me up. And it was like understanding the difference here throughout this whole journey and this whole YouTube thing of financial opportunity with a, a genuine work. And actually mm. understanding like what it all is. Cause it's like at the start when I was doing all of this year, there's a level of attention I was getting. I couldn't see the difference between who's saying, poet, I rate you, I wanna work with you. And who's saying, poet, we can make some money out of you. I couldn't see the difference because it was all happening at the same time. Yeah, that's true. So then like during Copper 90, I'd get a lot of attention. And I don't just necessarily mean from like companies. I mean from like rappers. I mean from like other YouTubers. Like loads of people would give me loads of attention. But I couldn't see what was, I watch Poet, I like Poet. And he's popular. He's could be part of me progressing. Like I can use him to get somewhere. Like I couldn't see the difference. Mm. Then I would say post Copa, post Poem Vuj, the level of attention in certain areas is not as high. Mm. So then you see more of Wagwan, I love Poet for who he is, and then like less of the popular um, side of things. But then your impression of them was that they were your guys, but they're not your guys. Mm. So then you become bitter towards that side and maybe show this side a bit too much love. Right. Then on the other side of it where I am right now is, is that resentment of it's now become like oh shit like that's that's just what it is like in this working field there are people that look at you as a financial opportunity and you need them I can't act like you don't but you have to understand their purpose and you yourself can't think more of the situation and then the people that genuinely genuinely are fucking with you because they rate your idea or they rate you those are the people that you shouldn't be so so oh my god thank you thank you you should just understand the purpose of that job and the way to repay them is to always work consistently with them at a high level. So those people are like you, Chucky. Do you know what I'm saying? When we started working together on HC Pod, that's through genuine, 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 genuine work. But if I got like a brand deal, I shouldn't be like, so, oh my God, it's just 
that's just is what it is. Transactional, keep it professional. Make sure I do everything I'm required to do. Keep it neat, keep it sweet, keep it moving. But never show the level of interest and love that I would show over here, for example, with the likes of Tigo or a J2K or uh, Colin Batstar or Z. So you're saying that you, do you feel like your balance really, was off? My balance was off. It's back on now because then when I'd get an opportunity from, say, the commercial standpoint, I'd be like, bun you guys out of the resentment of like, you men don't even care about me like that, but they're not meant to. Mm. But I was, but that only happened the other day when Tigo presented something to me. I was like, no, nah, when I think I was a poet, wake up, man. Like, just like, allow it, allow it. <laughs> so I could just allow it. And then I was like, 15 minutes after that, I came off the phone, I was like, rask, perspective. perspective is crazy. What's your, what's your balance like in that sense? It's def- I feel like my journey's different to Paul's, but there's definitely a lot of similarities. I feel like coming up, I had all the resentment. Come and come from the grime world. So the grime world's Don't very watchy. Like no, nah, but you know I'm what I'm joking, saying. I'm joking, I'm joking, you know, it's, it's very watchy. It's very, oh, my man's doing this, you're doing this, he's got the show for this. You got booked for that, I got booked for this. Like, I did a grime rave yesterday, but I, I wasn't supposed to. So it's mad. Yesterday put a lot of perspective for me. I, I, JME was headlining this Adidas show. It was a flagship store. Ross, I had the flagship, Ross God was there, a couple of youths were there. And I just went, because Jamie's my guy, came out of him, did a little shells of him and I left. And when I when I was there, um, some guy was, was just talking a lot, a lot of crowd, he was moving a bit weird. And he said to me, he said, you just do food. Yeah? I was like, yeah, I do do food. But then when I shut it down, I got Will, went mad, gas him. And I said, someone just said I just do food, bloody dumb. <laughs> and then I showed it and then I left. And when I walked off, I was like to my boy, this used to be man's world. This is all man had. Yeah. So, so when I left it, I was like, I'm going to leave this and go do other things. But the people in that world, that is their whole thing. And I think in terms of my balance, what I've realised is that I used to do a lot of stuff that was for my soul, for me to love. Now I do a lot of stuff. I love food. I love my job. I love presenting. But I also do a lot of stuff that isn't what I love. Like when I do ads and X, Y, Z. So the commercial stuff, mm. when people are doing stuff, I have to do it for bread. But the energy man puts into it has to be, it's very different to when I'm on the grime stage shelling with yeah, Jeremy because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my love. That's what I love. Yeah. But finding that balance of doing the commercial stuff to the best of my ability, but also having the grime raves that man's able to go to, I was lost in it for a bit because for a bit, I weren't doing anything I love. I was only doing stuff for bread. Mm. You only see man posting hashtag ad and I had to check myself for a bit, chat to my management and tell them, We've got to have a balance, bro. We can't just do, can't just chase bread. Obviously, mm. they say hit the iron when it's hot. Mm. And i got to take my opportunities while they're there. i got bills to pay. But at the same time, human Vuja's energy is really important to me because there's sometimes I'll link you, man, and you, man, just be like, I'm all of this, bro. Man, just trying to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially oh, okay. Vuj, like, Vuj, I'll be, I'll, I'll be linking him. Yo, let's do it. Yo, do you know what? i got an idea to do this. And he's like, I just want to go to a match. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes I'm like, Rad, I don't feel like that. I don't have that. I just want to do the happiness. I just, I'm sometimes I think about the chop, the chop, the chop, the chop. And that's where I got, I got lost in it for a bit. But now, thank God, I feel like I'm, I'm on a balance where I still do my hashtag ads, but also Come do on, stuff get that the I, money, my brother, man. But also do stuff that I love. And I'm very lucky and fortunate that I'm allowed to do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I'm very lucky that I'm able to get paid and also do stuff on the other, like still make music. Because like, people check me on road, they're like, yo, do you still make music? Yo, do you still, and I'm like, yeah, man, I do that, but I also do all of this stuff because I kind of need to. Do you know what I did mean? You, what, did you feel offended a little bit when my man said, right, you just do food? That's the thing. I did, like, it's like, I don't, I'm not offended. 
but the energy is that it's kind of like you're saying it like a vial like it's weaponized yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a double-edged okay. sword it's like you just do food you're not angry at what you said but you're angry by the intent behind it so right. then that makes it an issue if it because yeah if someone innocently said oh but you just do food you'd be like you no 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 i'll show you this and yeah, then they would have changed the perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh shit but when mm. a man's throwing it at you, your face like you just do food fam. i think the, the narrative behind it because i've had it a lot <laughs> of times man, man try to use it as a diss to man a lot of the times is what i think the, the the narrative behind it is that music didn't do what i wanted it to do so you had to go do this and that was that's not the thing music let me be able to do this chat to them do you know what i'm saying chat if it them. wasn't for the radio the shellings all these things i wouldn't have had any of the confidence to be able to go and do live telly or have my own show or do all these things but chat to them to some people they see it as you failed in that craft so now you've had to go and go and do this craft and one is a bit more commendable in people's eyes it's more commendable to be the hottest artist yeah. than to be the hottest tv chef because yeah, 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 yeah. they like TV chefs ain't getting all the Oscar. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one thing is they don't understand. And Do you know should, what I'm saying? One thing they should understand is that it's just markets, isn't it? There's a smaller market there. So to be the biggest mm-hmm. within this is not the same amount of time that you put into and there's not the same amount of rewards that you get from being the biggest in that in being the biggest hundreds. chef, for example. Yeah, hundreds. But it doesn't mean that you undervalue or underplay the achievements of like a Cruz Leon in, in grime. Like if you Never. become in the heart, you're cold uh-huh. for that. And you know what? You're cold as well. It's just that because of the way people look at things within like society and status right. and all of that, it's like, but your status over here overall generally makes you a higher person. If you're the higher person in grime, you don't have that sort of status. Mm. And it's just like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares, bro? Like I rate what you do in food. I okay. rate what you do in grime. And anybody that uses any of those to weaponize themselves, Cause you just gotta, you know, take that finger and point it out to you, and ask yourself, what are you doing? You gotta dance a yard. Right. Do you know? Do you know what's that, funny about that though? Shit. I tell you mm-hmm. what is funny about that. It's like the parallels of like how we would see things over here to like how they might see things in the Caribbean. Because if there's one thing that like Caribbean men are prideful on, is being a good cook. Yes. Yeah. Especially Jamaican men. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Jamaican man believes he is the wicked, wicked man cook. Best. Every one of them. Go Every single the ocean, one of them believes. The yeah, exactly. Did, yeah, and you will hear the undertones in it even when you hear them talking amongst each other. It might be like, oh yeah, that tastes good or whatever, but it will always be followed with, I can cook the wickedest. Yeah. You know what man, I'm saying? And followed on. by, you know what I'm saying? Here it's different, isn't it? It's like, it being able to cook is a, is a good thing to be able to do but like being seen as a chef is the parallels between being an artist and being a chef is like so far apart yeah the coolness factor yeah. is very different yeah but yeah, that, yeah. that equivalent exists in Graham so I remember the Channel E era which I say is my favourite because of the way people viewed skill level like you could mm. have DJ Ironic mm. and he could be the most popular on Channel E but if Kano took Mike or something like that and he didn't have a song that was parallel with whatever DJ no one no disrespect to DJ Ironic killed it but no one cared if you can't mm. hold the mic and shell for like five minutes, no one cares that your song's popping. Like mm. nobody cares. You're never gonna have the respect that someone can get, like it gets from holding mic and going crazy. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of, within this, what it is right now, I do miss that, but I understand without blabbering on for too long, that when you have a skill like Big Zoo has in the ability to spit, it's a much, I feel anyway, there's a much smaller demographic of people that do it, so there's less people that understand how you have to be to be that good. In comparison to a chef, I feel like there is 
plenty more chefs that are very, mm. very highly skilled and can have multiple conversations about how to make great food. But there's a smaller group of people that are wordsmiths like that, that can understand it. So that the general public would just be looking at it like, yeah, that's good, but my man makes a wicked cheeseburger. And there's nothing <laughs> you can say about it, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can say about it, no, if it. that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. One million percent, it's, you know what's mad? I think one, one, one thing that's crazy is, Obviously, a, a good friend of mine is Mr. AJ Tracy, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I love Massive it, in yeah. music, yeah? In, it, it, like, we've both done crazy things in music, but he's, he's absolutely he's done incredible things. And there was a long time on road, I used to get stopped on road and be like, and they'd be like, you're AJ Tracy's boy, innit? Yeah. I didn't get picked. And I used to be like, okay, that's a bit weird, but I'll do it, you get me? And then, de- then there became a time where man will be on road with Trace and a family will walk past and they're like, you're Big Z the chef. And they'll give Trace the phone. And right. Like, Can you take a pic? Because, oh, right. And then my brain's going, y'all niggas don't know, that's AJ Tracy. You're yeah, asking yeah. <laughs> take a picture of me. Yeah. Like, happened yesterday. It was outside Harrods, bag of builders doing some construction on Harrods. Three of them come out. Big Zoo. Let them get a pic. Mate, take a picture for us. Give Trace the phone. Right. And then Trace takes the pic. And I'm there like, this is so random. You're it's different on, worlds. You just, just shitting on AJ, my no nigga, way. man. No, no way. Nigga. No, no, no. I retract that. I retract the handshake. <laughs> I ain't shitting on Chase. No, it's not. It's not. I ain't shitting on Chase. Bam. Chase is, you Chase support is... Tottenham. We're always going to nah, get nah, that. No, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Chase is my brother. It's my family. But what, what I'm trying to say in that point is, is that Chase is known for music and he's definitely known across the UK by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But his demographic is very different to mine. Hundreds. So when the, when the humble white family are stopping me taking a picture... It's, it's, it's in moments like that I'm like yo this is random and it's but not just that mad. It's again it's when, when something's heightened anything that's heightened and becomes popular it's, you can't avoid it so you go on television you see you go on the London Underground yeah. there's a banner you go on your phone it's, it's, from, it's on your YouTube playlist it's everything where AJ is a little bit quiet right now he hasn't got that level of polarization. When he starts dropping music again, I'm sure it will happen. But at this 100%. moment, you're the guy, bro. Like, do you know where I'm coming from? And it just works in spells like that. Do you know what, as well, though? It's like, there's so many different markets. That's so what I'm much. saying. And, yeah. and, and that's why I think it is admirable to be able to tap into, like, other elements of your talents. So if you can do, and leverage off them. 100%. So if you can do, if you do this, and you're cold at that, and you cut through, but also... That thing, as you're cutting through, opens up the doors for you to be able to to do this because you've got a talent in doing that. Mm. And also, there's might be a light little niche in there as well, like where you come from, the way that you speak, what you represent. Seeing somebody like you coming from here doing that mm. can open up the doors for a whole bunch of other people to come through and do that. It's like you're leveraging off things that you are already good at, and that's where, and maybe talking from a point of privilege, it's like that's where. That's a win in life. If you are able to be able to find something that you are good at or find a couple of things that you are good at and be able to leverage off those things, mm-hmm. then incredible. It's like even the, talking about the marketing thing is that I come out, I do the pod or whatnot. When I was doing the, the, the documentaries with Vice and I'm going and mm. doing that, it's like the types of people that are coming to me off the back of that is yeah. completely different to the... Very like true. going and doing the, the docking in Poland. The ima- hey, you know I live in an area where there's bare Polish people. Yeah? They must love you. Bro. I would be going to the shop every day, normal. N- none of these Polish people really... Maybe it's like somebody, the, the youths of a certain age might know yeah. me through the... Po- uh, m- maybe even more so the fact that they might... Poet has got such a 
you know what I mean? Crazy. So it's like when Poet then comes here, then they see Poet and they see me next day or whatever. But it's like after doing that doc and then being in my ends after that, it's like a whole next market of people that didn't know who I was before but knew me off the back of this. But it all stems back from being able to leverage off a talent that I have. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then being able to find different pockets in that. But, um, and then on top of that, then finding the balance of doing commercial and doing what you ultimately really like. You know what I mean? Yeah, and do commercial. Like I, I'm saying to people, definitely do commercial, but make sure you like what Zoo said is, don't forget the essence because commercial comes after. So no. commercial will leave you if you stop doing what you love. One million percent. Go, Wait a minute. You ain't even the same guy that we invited in the building like a year ago. Who's this guy? So then, And you'll lose the people as well. Yeah, you'll lose, you'll the, lose people. the people that made you what you are. Yeah. If you, if you forget about them, when you're doing all that commercial stuff, who's going to really back you? Facts. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I can't push a hashtag ad if I ain't got none of my fans supporting it. Yeah. And if I ain't giving my fans what they want, then they're just going to turn around and not, and not rock with me anymore. And I don't know, like, for, I feel like, like, going back to the, the thing I said about Chase, yeah, when, the reason why it was such a, it's, it's happened over time, so it wasn't just a one thing, it was like, it wasn't the first time, so that's not the first time it happened yesterday, mm. it's happened bare times, but the first few times it did happen, <laughs> no, but, oh, the, but what I'm saying is, the first few times it did happen, it was a spin for me, car. I've had people stop me and say, you're AJ Chase's friend, mm. right, to, to go from that to asking him to hold the camera, yeah. it's very like, raw. Do you, uh, let me do ask you know what I'm this. trying to say? Do, do you, when it first happened as people just knowing you through being a chef, mm. yeah, did it, like, how did it feel? Because even though that is a talent that you're good at and something that you've probably always done from a youth, man, mm. learn how to cook when you was young or whatever, yeah, there must have been still the ego thing in your head of, like, I'm a grime MC. Bucky. 100%. It, it's, just, so, it's, it's reflected in the person that's stopping me. Because it's like, the person that's stopping me, you're stopping, you, you don't listen to crime. You're like an old white man. Yeah, so it's different. Obviously no generalisation, old white people listen to crime as well, but what, like, it's the person that's no, stopping me. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. No, but obviously, it's, like, obviously, in the person that's stopping me, you can tell, like, you're not a grime, you're not a grime fan. You're stopping me because you watch, like, Saturday Kitchen and that. And it's like, at the moment, it's like, raw. Because definitely, I'm like, like, my, like, I want people to know, know me as a bars man. So at the first time, it's like, it's kind of like, the man will make a joke out of it, like, yeah, yeah, big chef, man, yeah? Do you know what I'm trying to say? But then, over time, like, you have to embrace it. And that's what I feel like I had to, I found myself doing, is embracing that. People are going to stop me for different things now. Some people might stop me and be like, Zoo, I love that freestyle you did. And then some people might stop me and be like, I love it when you was on League of Their Own. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's it's navigating that was, was quite tough at first. But then, after time, you, you, you kind of accept your roles. Mm -hmm. Because there'll be times I'm out with Trace, a bag of youths that are from Dutch are on a flipping school trip mm. and they can't believe it's, it's bro. Mm. They're going absolutely, oh my God, AJ, did I say, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, going yeah, absolutely yeah. mental. Yeah. And what I'm the one holding that? the cam. Yeah. Like, what accent was that? I don't know, G. I That's just try. Crazy. It's not Dutch. Oh my God, AJ Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Though? Like, man, yeah. seen it where there's a bag of fans that walk past, can't believe this scene, bro. But then he's seen it where there's a family from Scotland who mm. are going Carnaby Street for the first time ever and can't believe it's man. So 
and we one thing we're brothers so we both embrace that and we both love it and I feel like sometimes when the, those moments happen the ego is the first thing that comes to your mind it's like bro like like sometimes I think does bro even want to take the picture for me but I'm there like no 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 don't ask him ask someone else but yeah. that, that was like the first idea but now it's like nah man bro take the pic because he wants to see man win he's happy yeah, 100, 100%. He's happy to see that 100%. for man yeah. but that concept understanding that was was a journey do you know what I'm trying to say? 100%. Yeah, the perspective 100%. journey is crazy. That we're both we're both known in our fields what we do, but you today might you might be the guy in their eyes and I might be the guy in their eyes. Right. But there was a long time we're coming up in a lot of people's eyes. I was just bro's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that transition was quite was quite interesting for me. And then now I feel like with, with like it, in terms of like the public and how people see me, it's crazy, car. Like. I'm definitely a mixed race brother from the roads that speaks slang, so, but I get stopped by like grannies. Yeah, of course. Who I would think would cross the road when they see man, but actually want to hug man and give man a kiss on the cheek. Definitely would have never happened for, through grand music. Yeah. Talking about this, this grand man. Gran? Gra- gra- there grand is grand, grand. Logan Song. <laughs> <laughs> You can't generalise in front of Paul. Yeah. You can't. He said, Logan saw a grand grand. He's going to say hyper Frank next. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My jeez, you know, I love them, man. You got to bust yeah, the man them sometimes. Right, you got grand grand, man. Come yeah, on. We got grand grand. Flipping that. But yeah. Sky ads. She's the coldest. But yeah, man. There's, yeah, there's loads of different markets out there. You don't, you don't necessarily, you're not... They're different worlds to us, innit? Because they're not necessarily worlds that we would have been connected to growing up. But when you just when you're cutting through and the bigger you get in these fields, the more that you start to see how how big. But then also I'm not even gonna turn it into this, by the way. So you know what I'm like, but I'm not turning it into this. But that is when you start understanding that, that's when you start understanding how fucked things are politically and why sometimes when we're in our own world thinking that something's gonna go this way it's not going to go that way nah. because we believe that that way, when we say, oh yeah, say, let's say for example, we're doing a vote or whatnot and we're looking at the fact that, oh, it's going to go, it's going to swing in this direction. It's because we're in our own little bubble. bubble yeah. There is a whole middle England yep. that yeah. see things so differently. 100%, look at Grand for Corbyn. Right then. I thought man was taking over the universe. Yes, exactly, because I that's our world. Neymar, we won, we're done, we, come on, it's not possible. And then bam, we lost. Do you know what? They would have been in in Scunthorpe. They didn't know nothing about no grime for oh, nothing, gee. bro. I love that it's always Scunthorpe as well. Big up Tidus. Yeah. Big up Tidy. But one million percent, yeah. like... And Ivan Tony. Bro, you, you cannot... <laughs> <laughs> you can't discredit how how different the UK is, bro. The UK... Like, I, I do a lot of things where... I talk about white people in a certain way. I talk about black people. I always, I try to be vocal about certain things. And sometimes I, I forget that marginalizing people that don't actually understand my perspective. I still, I'm still going to carry on, but I'm definitely on Dave. I'm on channel Dave. Yeah. Like who watches Dave? For real. Yeah. It's, Dave is a real, yeah. When I go n- Liverpool, Manny, come that, out the sta- station. Hard. Yo, the nitties are coming up to me. Strong. Like, yes. Strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. On my life. Nitties. Do you know why you need I to think it should nitties? I spud you? Oh, yeah. No, I will. Yes. Yeah, nitties are <laughs> right. dedicated, you know. Big man They're team. dedicated and they're so distracted in their mind. If they're really paying attention to you, you're doing a lot for them at that point. Be being acknowledged by a nitty is sensational. <laughs> Do you know how you know you're working? Brother. <laughs> 
You are working. Like he, if a nitty knows you, you are outside. A nitty. Oh my god, bro. That's one of the biggest compliments. I couldn't believe it. It's one of the biggest compliments. A nitty comes out and says, "Oh, you, you're doing your thing, bro." One nitty came up to me in Grove. <laughs> bro, I put an extra bounce in my step, bro. On my life, I swear down. Uh, you know what? Love for nitties, man. Do you yeah, man. Big them up, Changing man. the concept, fam. Holloway Road, a bag of them. No, but it's like when, Kelly, yeah, when you see them. them, man, and you see the different type of people coming to my, realize that it's way bigger. Like London, sometimes everything's so London centric, and then yeah. when you open your eyes, realize like there's a whole world out there, and being able to connect to them is a blessing because man is from such a different world. Views are so different to what they might stand for, but because I got. I talked to them through the medium of food, which is just like an essential in life. It's a bit different to how maybe when I was talking about like I was very like conscious in my music. I used to do a lot of music about society and life and freestyles, blaming the system for this and talking about racial prejudice. So yeah. being able to connect to people that might have not agreed with them views is important because I feel like I'm breaking down Barriers. a stereotype. Yeah, yeah, hundred. Especially when man's in a tracky like like clothing in telly is so important. Like. I, it's such a weird concept, but if you watch telly, you see like most people match of the day, them man there, all them people. The only people that really have swag on telly is your Michael Richards and your, you might see a mm, one. Too much credit. Okay, yeah. mate, you know what I mean though? Yeah, like, right, has a little something for no, his No, but age. he'll come age with a Tom Brown and he'll come with a XYZ because you're not allowed to wear brands. Yeah. Yeah, so most men are in a plain shirt with some chinos. So when I come <laughs> yeah, on yeah, now, yeah, yeah. in my hoodie, with my hat to the side, and I got Gucci belt on, Chat to them. But I'm frying an egg. It's like, you know what? Maybe that brother that looks like that is actually, maybe he's quite normal. Maybe he's British. Right. He might be British. And I, I, I never used to see how important it was, but like, clothes are a big thing. Like, the way they gatekeep how man dresses on telly is crazy. Like, sometimes I want to wear my little whatever. And they're like, no, I can't wear that. You need, can you, can you just wear the shirt, please? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to wear a shirt. I know why though, because I know who they're speaking to. So it's like, we know who we're speaking to. Well, that's to, why. So. I remember, remember I had a discrepancy with, um, Holly, what's her name? Holly Willoughby. Willoughby. Yeah, I had a discrepancy, oh, a big one. The, the no, because sometimes I'm like, she's a, she's a very, very attractive woman, yeah? yeah Holly's but I'm like, I'm looking at some of the gums and I'm saying, what's going on? Why are they doing her like that? Why are they doing her like that? She's wearing these out, these dresses oh, the and that, looking things. like a 70 year old, yeah. a 70 year old young woman. If Holly came she's here. Looking like a, she's looking like a buff eight year old. Holly, come here. Holly, come guess what? She can I'm like, why up. are they dealing with her like that? She should be wearing like a little trappy hoodie or something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Make a flex, man. Make yeah, flex. man. Like, I don't go But she's, go co she's cold. So that's what I'm saying. When I'm seeing like the, the, the buff eight-year-old thing, I'm saying this is just mad to me. But I understand it because you can't wear certain things or whatever. You can't wear brands or whatnot. Yeah, but look at I'm the chicken saying, countdown. Look at the chicken countdown. They make her be an extra bit saucy. What the hell's that? The gal from Countdown. Let me do. Let the me one that oh, does Carol the, No, the, the new one. Oh, they got the next one. But Carol, Carol back in the day, same way. Chicken Countdown. That's yeah. your babes. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, get on, pull it on the screen. What's her name? Rachel Riley or something. Rachel, Rachel Riley. Riley. Yeah, yeah, they make Is that her, her name? Little, her gums are a little bit more. Pull on the screen. Oh, Rachel. Because they know daytime, mid midday, the man them at home <coughs> watching that going, oh, I'm going to watch Countdown. <coughs> Oh yeah, I know who this is. Uh, Rachel's looking real Rachel-y. Yeah, yeah, strongly. Oh, raw. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, compared strong. to Holly. Yeah, compared to Holly, her thing. No, she straight away. I don't want to. I don't want to oversexualize it. I don't want to. Now, man, they're trying to do that. No, you're looking at that girl to me. But still, I'm gonna say comparing her. Click on that one. Click on that. Sorry. Her compared to Holly. 
one up, one up. Left, yeah, that, oh. that one. Yeah, man. Do you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Why not? Why not? not yeah, really flex, man. But go on, huh? Mitchell. It's not really my flex. Come on, man. What I'm saying is, is that they know what they're doing with her swag. Go of left. Course. Go up one up. Do you know how many... I'm, do, I'm even... That's fine with me. I See that? That's good. No, but put countdown so you can see the countdown fits. What my saying is, you know how much people have a Rachel in their hood? There's probably bare Rachels in bare people's hoods, so it makes sense. Rachel wouldn't work in Tivoli Gardens, but she works over there. Yeah, I like all of that. Yeah, so I, yeah, that's, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah. So far, I never thought we'll get here. Huh? And therefore we'll get here. Yeah, you know, of course. No, I did countdown the other day. But I did eight, eight, eight out of 10 cats does, does countdown. And she was there and I was like, I said in the show that like, you're looking kind of re- leng in real life. And I was like, did I just say that? <laughs> oh, out, man. Did middle, did middle, uh, so it hasn't come out yet? It hasn't come out. But I definitely said that to her in real life. It was yeah. so jokes, man. Middle England will either love it or hate it. Or, they'll, or they'll politicise it. Nah, man, she's gang, man. <laughs> they'll politicise it. This one's all right, though. Go on, Rachel, little peach something. Come on, man. I have to look for my team. Like, couldn't really. Well, she's super, super quick. She, she, yeah, 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 she's cold. Cold with it. Cold. That's really attractive to me, by the way. What's it quick with maths? Yeah. All right, before you go on to the next point though, Chucks, I want to just reflect on one thing you said quickly, which is so interesting about the journeys (coughs) of two people. I think I've had the luxury of seeing it with so much people as Mm. poet, because Mm. I remember starting Copa with Vooch. He had a lot of attention because of the work that he'd done before. By the time 2016 comes along and we got Filthy and we got HC Pod and I started doing Vibar, 2018 start doing Gasworks. It's a lot more poet then it is Vooch. Mm. And then like moving forward now, it's a lot more outhand than it is Poet. So mm. like all the transitions, it's mm. a lot more, it's just crazy fam. Even working with Chucky, mm. like it's a lot of, it's crazy. It's just crazy mm. seeing everyone's journey and how they've all polarized. I, I find it very, very, very People work together though. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like the David Sedge thing. Mm. Yeah. Cause when they made Sprinter, who, who, did that, who did that benefit more? Maybe both, I guess. But that's what I'm saying. That's it's about perspective though. Cause to someone's perspective, it's like, someone would say, Sench, Pat and Dave on that tune. I think. I think I universally. I think universally did. I think. I think from because at the time, there was so much people talking about Central from Doja yeah. Cat in it. Yeah? Yes, America, like, yeah. and all of the other places in around the world or whatever. Also, adding to the fact that, like, I think it does help that um, Central is like racially ambiguous as well. So you yeah, don't you know, know where it's from. from. Yeah. So like, oh, that help. definitely helps. He's Guyanese. He's Guyanese. Yeah, yeah. And something else. From Guyana, though. Real? They're crazy, you know? So I think... Guyanese people are nuts, fam. Yeah, so I think that, like, from, like, a worldwide perspective, I think that... I think Dave benefited a bit from that. Even though Dave is still, like... When you look at his tour numbers and stuff like that and what he's actually doing... Because he's... I think Dave, in America, in Canada and whatever, he's already doing, like really big festivals and stuff. And in, as I said, in America, he's already doing like 5,000 capacities and whatever yeah. else. Yeah. But I think, them. I think Sench, even though Sench hasn't done that yet, he hasn't done the 5,000 capacities and whatnot in America. At that moment in time, that Doja Cat thing was so big. Yeah. They were right. all just talking about that. You put them two on the record together now, it's like, there's that, the mi- see, we were talking about Middle England. There's Middle America as well, isn't it? It's yeah. like, they know about this Doja Cat thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. now you're seeing this Avedon too. And it, yeah. and then also put Cortez in the mix of that. Yeah, yeah. So all, it's all branding. At the height of the brand. Do you know what the, I found mad? Is that their birthdays were one day after each other and they dropped it on their birthday. Who? Who? Dave and Central. Oh. I didn't even know That's that. why the song My 25th Birthday is that song. 
Oh, so I, I actually didn't Bro, know. Bro, they that. dropped the project in between both of their birthdays Perfect. and they both turned 25. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's nuts. I found it super tapped. In, turn of, in terms of energy, the fact that you're dropping this big project, one of you just turned 25, now the next night both... So on the, at that 12 a.m. when the project's dropped, it's both of your birthdays. Kind of. They, kind, of. kind of, yeah. Not really, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you drop it at 11.59, by the time you finish celebrating it, it's the next person's birthday. Yeah. So it was just... I, when it happened, I was like, they're both at a mad point of their career. Mm-hmm. They're both doing mad things, but like someone is good, someone out there is going to say, yeah, that pattern Dave or Dave pattern Sench. And mm-hmm. that was really interesting to me because I saw it online. I saw people like saying, who bust who? And, and I feel like perspective... Where? Yeah, pause. But you see that it's... <laughs> I'm a TV man. Yeah. The whitings, I know, but the whitings. I, I, I'll tell you one story. Mm-hmm. Big nasty came on my show, yeah, saying why for everything, yeah, like we're cooking eggs, like why for the egg, with everything. He's like why for the white bit of the egg. I can't go out. I can't go out. Gee, my editor, yeah, finished the show. I've watched it. I'm dying. At the end, he's like, to me, "What does why for that mean?" I explained it to him. He's gone. He's barbed. So barbed differently. Yeah. He's like, "Oh my god, no." Because it's to the lawyers. Ultimately, it's homophobia. Yes, and he's like, no, there's yeah. no way he has to change the whole show, <laughs> take out all the wives, no wife for that in the program, <sighs> and it's like obviously it comes to Jamaica culture. It's different to what people might people might see in a certain light. Explain the Jamaica culture just to people that aren't from that background. Sometimes they don't understand it. Of course. So sometimes they see it's more harm than what it actually is, but. That, that, yeah, the whiting, hey. Take it out, man. Yeah, take, it out. It out. take it take out. Take it out, man. Also, <laughs> just, just super quick as well, yeah. Dave did that same thing with 20 to 1, by the way, on the, with the, the song on the album. Yeah. By the time it got to 20 to 1, it was actually 20 to 1 when the song came, when the yeah, album came out. that was, he always oh. does these mad little things, but like, I don't know, I feel like, you, you were speaking about it earlier when you were talking about like, having to work with people who are using you for your thing, that transaction, mm-hmm. and sometimes not doing that but then realising that sometimes you have to use that, that's proper interesting to me because it's like, sometimes I look at things and I'm like, you're benefiting, benefiting from my relationship right now, but I'm also benefiting from it in a way. So I have to accept that you might be using me at this moment, but I kind of have to, maybe not use it in a sense, but you have to be open to those kind of things because sometimes as much as you feel like you're getting used, it might benefit you in a way. So sometimes letting go of that, sometimes turning, turning away from all of that is detrimental to you. What do they say? If you can't be used, you're useless. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hey. I know I'm not useless. I go on. No, you're not. Yeah. I hear that though. You. Someone might say you're useless though. Is it? Yeah, no. Anyway, conversation for another. Yeah, this conversation we'll tell you afterwards. But, um, <laughs> but, um, Terrible. Yeah, on a more serious note though, divert now, um, let's have a conversation about the unfortunate situation that happened in Croydon. What was the name? What's the Eliana. name of the Eliana? Is that her name? Elian or Elian? Uh, just get. How do I? How I do you say Elian. that? Elian. Yeah. Elian Adams woke up in the morning. Andam. Um. Oh, Andam. Yeah. Elian Have you seen the receipts Andam. between the you and one of his brethren? No. So just. I don't know if that's real though. Give the. I'm just going to give the context. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So like, obviously. Um, they was on the way she was on the way to school the news just broke out anyway that a 15 year old girl was stabbed in the neck 
on the way to school. It transpires that, well, the first part of it was that it was, she knew the guy and it was like either a boyfriend or it was a situation that she had with this guy or whatnot. But it actually turns out that that wasn't the case. Mm. It was her friend. So he had roses for the friend, a letter or whatever. However, the girl rejected it or whatever and it just turned into this thing. And he's backed out his knife, but then she's gone to help her friend and in in the process, she's got stabbed in the Mm -hmm. neck. And I, I watched that, yeah. And I, these are, this is my thought process a lot of the time when I see mad things happen to people, yeah. Is that like, I always think, rah, someone is about to receive a phone call that is going to change their life forever. Someone's going to receive a phone call that is going to change their life forever. Most likely a parent is some type of guardian. I'm not going to just assume that she, her mum and dad's there. Maybe they are, I'm not sure, yeah. But like... Imagine, imagine, yeah. You know what it's like, even getting up for school, that whole thing. Enough times, like, I would get up reluctantly for school and my mum would shout at me. Like, hurry up. Like, why are you still in bed? Get up. I don't really want to go to school. I want to lay in bed. I've been up late night, whatever. Anyway, I eventually get up. I get ready, have something to eat or whatever. I go to school and maybe 45 minutes later, my mum would get a phone call saying I've died. Like, it's just absolutely, it's mad. Obviously, what was your thoughts when you lot first heard about what happened? I saw your tweet that you said that. I saw that and I was thinking, I was thinking about that. Um... I, I saw something online about the receipts about someone saying there's the receipts of him telling his brother and he did it. I don't know if it's real. What do you mean? But there's like, apparently there's some receipts of him messaging his friend saying he stabbed her in the throat and how he like him and his friend having a back to back conversation. But I don't know if that's real. But I think um, for me it's very interesting seeing the reaction online. I used to be a youth worker, so I worked with young people. Um, I studied youth work in uni. I didn't finish my course. I got to my second year. I dropped out. But um, I definitely believe that when I see the, the reaction online, I saw a lot of people's tweets going viral, talking about what they're blaming it on and X, Y, Z. And I feel like when these things happen, people definitely digress from the actual main point is that it wasn't just one life loss, it was two. Because mm. that youth lost his life now. Mm. Whatever that youth was doing is done. It's going to jail. That's it. His trajectory of his life completely changed. What led that youth to carry that big nank on him? Mm. Why has he got a fat knife on him? Why has he got the heart to take away someone's life? That's nothing to do with these external factors that we're talking about. Yeah, it might be a percentage. But to, stabbing someone's different to shooting someone. Shooting someone, they're over there. You have to lay it off. Mm. Stabbing someone, you have to put the motion into them. It's super personal. The blood's going to touch your hand. Mm. That's not a normal thing. That's actually, to, to be willing to take someone's life, especially over something, over a gal, over a relationship with a gal, it's not even an op or something. Someone that's done you dirty. Someone that's taken your friend's life, which is not as it's not commendable, but is a bit more understandable. To do to go through that process. For me, it's a level of like you're a psycho, bro. And what what's what's drawn you to get there? What's made you get to this point that you are able to do such an act? It's nothing to do with the shows you watched and the music you listen to and the social media influence. Nah, bro, it's a lack. It's deprivation in your life, bro. It's 
the lack of people around you, the guidance, the 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 role models, the people that actually can steer you in the right direction. And for me, I always think about that. Like it's mm. it's, it's incredibly sad that a, a young person's lost their life and their family's gonna have to deal with that moving forward. And may may they may they find peace and whatever happens, and may they get may they get the support that they deserve. But if we're gonna start focusing on why these things happen, we've got to look at these youths that do these things, it's not because of these external factors. That It is because of them in a sense, yes, but the percentage of how that outweighs the reason why they did that is very low compared to the, the actual reason, which is mm. because of poverty and lack of support and the, the way the government treats like young people is... Yeah, bro. For me, I said it, bro. We need to volunteer more, bro. More people need to volunteer their time. We should all... We should be forced to volunteer at least an hour of our time. If you're able... One hour of your time to your community, do something, give back. The more we give back, the less these things will happen. That's what that's my angle, but yeah. I kinda like the volunteer thing still. Go on, Poe. So I just Googled like um just want to see knife crime right since like last year. It says murders involving a knife or a sharp instrument in England and Wales in the twelve months to March twenty twenty two. Um it says this was the highest total since nineteen forty six. The total was eight hundred it's two hundred and eighty two. So, um, my thoughts on the actual incident, unfortunately, I wasn't surprised. Um, my thoughts on what should be done, I have no clue. Mm. Um, I just, because knife crime was an issue when I was younger. I'm not going to pretend it wasn't. It was a massive issue when I was younger. And I would just like to explore. And I'm, you know, we're all from similar environments. So we have an understanding about some of the things that go through some people's minds but as years advance you know um the the issues that young people go through they change quite consistently so therefore i couldn't tell you what the issues are right now but i do want to know why um the value for life is so low um from the people being you know carrying these knives and not only like zoo said prepare to take somebody's life in the physical form where in which we are going to another funeral but like you're jeopardizing your whole life as well. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even value your own life. And exactly. then you're bringing someone else into that sort of monstrosity. I just have a real, I, have, I just really want to know why um, on that concept. I don't, I don't get it. Do I get in it? Do I understand the concept of road, like road, road, where there's man at war with each other? Yes. Do I agree with it? No. But do I get it? Yes. But this type of killing here, my bro, like this is wild. This is super 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 wild and if this is going to become a common occurrence and you know I haven't seen the statistics in, in great depth it might be at this present moment in time I don't know but if this type of senseless killing over Jesus Christ bro, I've seen the it, picture it is, as well it just makes it even like, harder bro if this becomes a common occurrence I really really do worry for young people in general um, because there is no value for life there is genuinely no value for life, it seems, amongst a, a minority of individuals in these communities. Yeah, bro. It is mad. I feel like over the years of podding, we've always like come back to these type of conversations through yeah. circumstances or whatever, yeah? And, <clears throat> you know, I've always been of the opinion that like there are, on, on one side, there's, a lot of like accident murderers in the sense of there's enough youths out there that are carrying 
knives and that more so because they're shook mm. because they're thinking you know what my man's got one so if that's the case then <clears throat> then I'm going to have one and then sometimes even having that mentality you can end up being a victim that way mm. anyway yeah there's that there's also like you put that into the, that equation of these different areas having problems with each other and like this is a this is the part that I will never understand because it wasn't like this for me but going to school from one side like living one side and then going to school over here and then getting on the bus and having to go through different ends to go to school sometimes also causes some of these youths problems now because yeah. you definitely feel like you need to, to do X, Y and Z. Yeah? But the value for life is the, is the thing that seems really tricky because there is a part, like I remember, I, I mentioned this before in the pod before, I was talking to a, a girl who's she's a criminal lawyer, yeah? And she defends, she defends murderers, she defends fraudsters, bare different people, whatever. And she said that one thing that is a common thing for her when she's um, when she gets in a, a young youth that's like stabbed someone, killed someone, or whatever, is that when they get there, she'll have a conversation with them. But then at the end of that conversation, at the end of the day, they think that they're going home. Yeah, they think, okay, yeah. well, I've said, I've given you all the information that you need, whatever it is, or whatnot. Like, when can I go home? And so you couple that with this you doesn't really understand the concept of death and murder. Really? Why is that? Like, how have we what what can we do more as a community to understand the severity of that? Because sometimes some people will sit and talk about it it's the parents. It's not. There are so many factors yeah. into growing a youth. So many. Yep, my mum was my mum was a sick parent. But the reality was when I went out on my estate yeah. and I was with my cousins or I was with this person or whatever, this is just what was what was going on. Mm. So I could be good at home. Enough times a parent comes on TV and says, Can't be mine. Yeah. My kid was my kid was good. My my kid did this and my kid was that. Yeah, because at home, of course you had the kid a certain way. But outside it becomes a whole different thing. There's a whole next level of things that is going on that we, or as a as a parent, you might not understand because time changes and that. But like, there seems to be maybe a small minority of them that don't understand really the concept of of taking a life. It's it, it's just a normal thing. I'm angry, so I exert my anger a certain way. I do this, and then bam, that's it. Maybe I might go to jail, but I'll be in jail for a little bit, and I'll just come back outside. Mm. That's a big part yeah. of it. That's a big part of it, that that people know, if you do X, Y, Z, the bird equals X, Y, Z. So it's like, if I sell drugs, I know if I get bagged, I can come out in a bit. So that's what I'm risking. But the I concept of time, the concept of time though, do they have a concept of time? So you might say, oh yeah, like, well, if I do this, I'll get five, 10, I'll go jail and I'll do a little bit of time. But the concept of that time, remember, they when you deep it, yeah? When you, I mean, there's other aspects of this that I'm going to get to, by the way. I'm just like covering this one section first. Mm. Understand this, like, this person has just lived here for 17 years. That's not even a long time, no. really, in regards to understanding the concept of time and yeah, things. Sure. And, and, and especially if death is a normality, people are so, like this one died, this, and you, you, you replace this one as a number as well. Right, yeah, number, you get what I'm saying? It's two, one, we, this, that. Like, the concept of it is taken away because it is seen a certain way. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, but it, it, this is where it becomes weird. This is where I like, and I hope I don't offend or like disrespect anybody, but it's just through my understanding of just history in itself. Man itself, animal, all of these individuals are territorial. Animals and people are territorial for whatever reason that may be. And their territory is completely determined by them. It's not determined by anybody else but then the animal or the person in question. So in that concept of death, as sad as it is, I understand, whether it be Ukraine at war with Russia, whether it be two ends in West London beefing, whether it be a lion in his thing and a next lion comes across, I understand that concept, but I don't agree with it, but I understand it because there are principles applied within it, which mean people operate in a particular way. Now, when that death is common, I'm like, Jesus Christ, what are you going to do? But I don't really have a clue because it's down to the principles of the individuals. Each single thing is probably accounted for due to the behaviour of an individual. It's nothing personal, but if you do this, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Okay. In this situation here, I'm led to believe, I have nothing to quantify mm -hmm. this, but this individual seems to have no principles. Because this is a senseless killing. This is crazy. This is, this is before lunchtime, my nigga. This is, I'm on the bus in the morning and the first thing on my mind is murder to a young 15-year-old girl. I don't understand the trigger. I get it if my man's from this end, I'm from that end. I'm walking to the sweet shop. There's my man. That's a trigger. That's because of the way you're designed, you're conditioned. So that person is, that person doesn't matter what they are. It's just that they're from that side. This situation I got a rebuttal just quickly though. Yeah, no, but I don't I just think to myself, you have no principles in any capacity. You live by no law. You live by no guideline. You just seem to do what the fuck you want. Because again, it's the concept of or the lack of concept of death. Because even when you say you see an op, that's a trigger, that use trigger is could be rejection or feeling a certain type of way. And so to him he now, you know, like we, especially as men, especially that comes from a certain place, we have a thing of not wanting to be seen as a pussy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's contextual because something might happen to you and you might feel like a, that someone's taking you for a pussy. And I might think, oh, that's mine, that's not even that deep. But we see things very differently. Mm -hmm. In this youth's mind, I have nothing to, I don't know how, I'm just going by just the information that we've got given. It's like, mm -hmm. There's a trigger in there because in his mind now, he's thinking, rah, I've gone and done whatever it is that I've done and I've extended the olive branch or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And now my actions have now made me feel like a pussy. -o. But it's so a bit, but it's the thing, I understand where you're coming from and I understand that basis of it. And maybe I'm not articulating myself appropriately. But like I said, when it comes to team on team, and I don't even mean to like label it like that, there is an understanding because <clears throat> there's multiple examples in different fields where the same thing happens, but the way that it's branded, it's more acceptable. So if an American oh. soldier goes to war and kills somebody in Iraq, yeah, yeah, no yeah. one's going to go, oh, you're a bad person. But if one man kills an well, that, from But that's because we, I think we are probably all guilty at times of not fully understanding the concept of death. And I totally agree because with you. Because sometimes when totally you hear about you. like, right, there totally. was a bomb that got licked down or whatever yeah. in this thing, you think, oh, right, it's mad, like there's a bomb. But remember, I've said on the pod, bare times, imagine if, imagine, yeah. now I'm not going to divert too much, imagine we just got a call right now saying a thousand troops have landed in Oxford Street right now. Mm -hmm. 
shooting up the place, doing yeah. a madness or whatnot. Yeah. We would then see it differently because we're involved. We're involved. In we're it. involved. We're involved. But w- when you're when you're young, the concept of these things probably doesn't resonate the same way because it's just like you people are just doing stuff and it's just mad outside and it probably has always been that way. But he's registered registered this a certain way and acted in a certain way which is a big problem because it's like again maybe maybe it's the lack of understanding or the concept of death that people are not getting but so and, like, and that's why and the point i was going to get to at, at some point was at some point i'm not saying you solely blame them you're not because like you said i know some great prince and parents but i feel what led you out of whatever situations you were doing yeah. were your principles what your principles are your only guide in life. That's why you have people that are religious. They use their principle and their book of practice as a way to get, navigate them through well, life. Has, our end, has, has the community lost elements of the principle? I genuinely believe they do. I believe that people keep bending religion to suit whatever they want to do because of nuance. I think people bend rules within working fields. They bend rules within grime. They bend rules within whatever it is to benefit them, that, that benefit that one individual. But I just believe the moment you do that, you've secluded yourself from the actual group you was a part of in the first place. And I think that's a danger. So when I take a look at this individual, again, I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning violence, I'm not condoning killing. But it's happened before I came, it's happened since I'm here, and it's gonna happen afterwards. And the one type of killing that is very common since of all the dawn of time is that sort of war aspect of, I'm from that side, you're on that side. It happens in so many different facets. I don't even know how that's gonna end. But this type of killing here, my friend, I couldn't name you 10, 20 people that I grew up with with this type of mentality. I couldn't name you one person. I couldn't name you two people with this type of mentality. But the other mentality I'm speaking about, I know man that have gone to war. I know man that are in different types of problems. So I begin to gauge and have an understanding of it and we can find ways to tackle this. This is very worrying for me. This is extremely worrying for me. Very, very worrying for me because I go, what home did you come from? Do you think that with all of this here, with all of the problems that there are, have been had and the mentality of like a minority of youths that are carrying on with this type of thing, there's an extra problem in now youths not necessarily knowing how to manoeuvre, like young boys in particular, not knowing how to manoeuvre their emotions when it comes to girls. Possibly. So now if you, if you, if you couple the element of not understanding the concept of death, really, already having the mentality of that you're going to do X, Y, and Z if somebody troubles you a certain way, then you add the other element of naturally you're always going to fancy somebody. There's always going to be someone that you like. There's always going to be someone, you're going to encounter someone or whatnot. Now, you, you, this element of it filters into this dynamic now. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, this stems from an element of rejection. A rejection is now triggered me again the same way that it would trigger me if I saw an op, I'm dealing with it with the same smoke that I would deal with that. So then then there now becomes an, an an added problem, which might have always been there in raw, not understanding or knowing how to deal with rejection as a young boy. I think it's more, I think it's more of the violation. It's when you, it's dealing with getting violated. When you get, especially in front of, in a public setting. Mm. Cause there's, if I violate you in front of others, the reaction's gonna be different to where if it was just me and you. Mm. Like, let me talk to you outside, big man. No, chat to me here. It's always gonna be different to if we actually just went outside. Mm-hmm. If we just went outside and had our combo, no one's watching. 
So the reaction is going to be completely different to where if I have the problem with you in the function in front of everyone now, now I'm worrying, oh, she's watching, he's watching. Now I've got to do the big man thing because not everyone's watching. But maybe if I'm on outside, I might just bless it with you. You might shake hands and say, no, nah, it's cool, it's done. But, but it's the, it's, I think, I'll, like, where, one thing I, that's definitely very mad, where I'm from, there's three girls, three separate girls have been shot in my hood because they were trying to shoot someone else. Three separate gal. Well, the girls were trying to shoot someone. No, guys were trying to shoot someone. someone else. Oh, okay. And they shot gal by accident mm. in one square in my hood, Chippenham, not too mm. far from it. I grew up in I grew up in Mozart across the bridge from where we are now. Mm. And then man got my beef with South Kilburn. Like it's out there, everyone knows. And growing up, there's 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 a, there was twins. They got hit with a shotgun because they're trying to kill someone else just randomly walking on road in Chippenham like licked down they didn't die thank God but they got licked down and I'll never like when I saw this it made me think of that because it's like what did them guys do they got the nothing they're just walking around it could have been my mum walking to the shop mm. buying buying some meat or something but they what what it is it, you're, you're, you're definitely right in terms of the concept of death I feel like young people don't understand the concept of death but what I think they the, 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 what, the, what I think that young people are dealing with is the idea of being violated or being dealt with in a certain type of way because where did they learn how to react to that violation? It's the mm. people that are around them. Yeah, but then I'm like, where did you consume that content? I go back to the original thing I'm saying. When you see war on war, especially between guys, you've watched fucking 300. You've seen, I know it sounds silly, you've consumed so much content on television. You could be Top Boy, where you see that type of reaction to a violation and to you people blame but drill it's more, music it's more, it's on... More of it, it's your bridging. One your second. Bridging. People may blame drill for the, the things that they see in society now with the young people. Mm. My problem is this action. Yeah. I don't know where you see this. I don't know where you inherit it. I'm not saying the feeling. I understand the feeling. I really do. I understand the hurt and the embarrassment. But my brother, we're talking about to the point where in which I take out a machete and knife a gal in her neck. Mm. I don't get that response. I get the feeling. I get that I have to do something. But the actual action itself, I, I genuinely... From the bottom of my heart, I don't get it. And 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 that's just very scary for me. Very, very scary for me. I just don't know what the solution is. Yeah. What do, the hell do you know do, what I think it comes from though? I think, I think in these situations, like mo most times when these things happen, especially with young people, bro, they're just reacting off instinct and adrenaline, bro. And when you got something like that on you, if you got something like that on you and you've backed it now. Yeah, you got you got to back it. In chair. that moment, so many things could be happening. We don't know what happened. Obviously, we'll have a more detailed response to what happened at that time. But when, when now you've backed out something, they always there's a, there's a thing where, like, people like when you have beef and you have all these things, you you have to learn like growing up in the you have to learn how to react if someone backs out backs out a knife on you. That's something you have to learn. Unfortunately, something I had to learn. And one thing there's a word that always comes the word scatty, yeah. He was moving scatty. That's what people always say. Oh, my man did this and he was moving scatty. Or he did that. Because sometimes when people do these things, in that moment now, they're actually shook. They don't know what they're doing. They're mm. bugging out. Like, uh, now, in, in your mind, when you think about this guy stabbing this girl, probably something, in people's mind, they probably think he's slain her or he's gone and bam. We don't know. He might have bugged out. He might have not actually wanted to do that. We'll never know until the, the case is actually like fully out and people tell us what actually happens. But I know from my perspective, from what I've seen, nine times out of 10, unless you're some serious swordsman, knife man, 
Nine times out of ten, when nukes back out these things, they don't know what they're doing and they don't know the severity of what they're going to do. Mm. They just do it to, for protection and violation. You can't violate me, you can't protect me. i got to protect myself. So I think sometimes when these things happen, you have to take into account that it's a very specific moment. Even the way that the, the person, like, to be stabbed one time and die straight away is very unfortunate. There's people that have been dropped up but 20 see, times and they lived. But what you're describing to me, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm understanding it wrong, is fear. I carry something, something to protect myself of someone doing something to me. So yeah. the concept of protection behind fear, I'm telling you, I think I get that. No, but I'm there saying is, it's the fear mixed with the violation. Mm. But that, but that's what skip. This is what I'm trying to say to you. The concept of that's why I say to you. I don't know about if they, they, if they don't understand the concept of life and certain things because I don't know the circumstances they're born into. Yeah. But the moment you feel like man's onto you to the point where you could die, me carrying something to protect myself makes perfect sense. I'm talking in this situation. The only fear is embarrassment. It's not death. So I even. I, I hear what I you're saying, Paul. I hear what you're saying. Like I'm going to kill you now. Like, yeah, I don't but get do you know that. what? What he's saying is, is it's because it ties together in it. So okay. the, originally I've stepped out of the yard because of fear, protection, whatever it is, yeah. But in the process of this- I've lost my head. I've lost my, like- Okay, which I'm, I'm, I understand. I, I've been violated, which as hearing you talk here yeah, is like, by the way, I don't have a solution, oh, but yeah. I always feel like it's good when someone offers a solution because sometimes, you know, people offer solutions, they shut them down or whatever, but at least someone's offering something. And yeah. I did, see when you mentioned like the volunteer thing, yeah, I like that, there's a conversation that could be had in that somewhere, yeah? And I think when you was talking, I was like, let's say there was something in regards to volunteering. And I'm gonna also go back to something you told me on a pod time ago. I think I, I'd said, I felt like it was too late or whatever and you said, it's not too late. Sometimes you've just got to get the the younger um, yeah. youths. Do you, I don't know if you ever remember yeah, saying of course. that. I always it's like getting that. the getting the younger lot before they get to a certain age. And it's like, you know what? Having a com conversation with them early on about violation and how you how you deal with what you feel could potentially be violation in your mind. Because sometimes your mind will play tricks on you to make you feel like this is a bigger violation than yeah. what it actually is. And you can let that person know, that's a normal thing. Yeah. There's a normal thing, but there's also another way of thinking, wait, hold on, is this violation really as big as it really, like, as I'm feeling it is right now? If we don't have those conversations with them or have conversations with them, like with understanding, which is morbid, but the, the, the real concept of death, then I think that you start to have more problems like this. And I do think that if you have more of those type of problems, not to say that it will be, these, this is always gonna happen. Someone's always gonna get stabbed. Yeah. Someone's always gonna find them. So there's always gonna be a mad thing happening, yeah? But having those conversations of being able to, like talking to them about understanding elements of emotion, what they do, what they can cause people to do, but also what you are able to do to combat that feeling or even processing that feeling. Yeah, you're gonna feel that way, bro. But that's, that's a normal feeling, it's fine. You don't have to go out and feel like you need to do a madness off the back of it though. Sometimes you just give but yourself half foresight, an hour. Having foresight of the ramifications of your actions yeah. comes with wisdom, yeah? So if someone violates me and I bug out on you and then I take it too far now, I'm gonna sit there later and think about, Rod, I bugged out a bit too much. I gave you too much of my energy. If I didn't bug, I would actually be in control. I Like sometimes someone might step on your foot in the shrubs and now you're like, but a big man, what, what are you doing? Now, if that leads to a fight, that all started from an accident. Mm. So it's having foresight. So my man steps on your crep and you go, 
Oh, lies. It's calm. You're bad. Oh, it's cool. My brother. It's done now. Because now you understand the ramifications of what's going to happen next. Because if I bug out now, it can lead to a fight, which can lead to this, which can lead to that. All over something minor. So I think with young people, what happened there? When I was talking about fear and violation, I feel like one thing that I definitely need to mention is that people also carry things to violate. Mm -hmm. So they have knives on them because they want to, because obviously they might be scared of being violated, yeah, but they also might not be scared of being violated. Mm -hmm. They want to be the violator. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to rob your phone. Like I got a little brother, he's, he's been robbed like a couple times for his phone at knife point. And when he gets robbed and these things happen, yeah, it's sad, man, get upset, right, 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 but it's also life, man has to deal with it. But when these things happen, the advice that people always give my bro, even if I'm with my boys, whatever, they go, at least nothing happened to you. Mm. At least nothing happened to you. All because say, yeah. that person that's robbing you for your phone, they don't really want to juke you up for an iPhone. Mm. But if you start moving scatty and not giving you your phone, then you, might get, you might get stuck now. And then also, then they feel like they're getting violated. Because yeah. I'm trying to rob you and then now you're moving mad and now you're violating me because yeah. I'm- Are you dumb? Yeah. That's what it, that's what yeah. it normally goes down to. Are you dumb? What, you that think you're not going to give me your phone? That Bam. I'll Whereas, obviously this is very different to that, but I feel like the violation part is where people do stuff that, it goes back to what you're saying in terms of the concept of death, but also understanding the ramifications of your actions. You you ain't seen how, some youths have got knives right to tell, but they don't know what happens when they stab someone. They've seen their brethren do it, or they've seen someone around them do it, or they might have seen it in a TV program, but they don't actually know what's going to happen. They don't know what, like you said, that woman, that the, the lawyer talking about yeah. saying, the youth goes, so when am I going home? Because hmm. they don't actually know, yo, big man, you're about to hold a serious bird. Your life's changed forever. You can't get a job now. You can't go, you can't, you can't go abroad. This is you now. Do you know what? You've never seen that, unless, yeah, you've got brethren that have been, yeah. unless you've got brethren that have been nicked for killing someone or murdering someone, or you got a friend that bust at M charge, or he 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 did a case and everything went through red tet and he's he's still on road. Unless you've been through that, which is not everyone, not everyone has a friend that's actually bust at M or nanked someone, did done at AM or actually done something to someone and got away with it. Nine times out of ten, you don't actually know what's gonna happen after. You don't know if I do this thing, what's gonna happen to my life after? All you know is that okay, I might do something that now I'm gonna be on a run. Feds are on me. You don't know that actually, bro. You do something like this, like you're gonna, you're, 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 you're on a bus. You're gonna jail, bro. Can I say something? Like, you know, we're speaking. I don't know if I, don't know, I can't say we are speaking like this, but I feel like some people speak from incident forward. Hmm. What do we do? How do we stop a young man going on the bus and doing this? And I think that's like stage eight in my mind. Yeah, yeah. That's like stage eight. I think stage. I can't say it is stage one, but it could be the early stages is PR, which is gonna sound crazy. I think living in the hood has bad PR and I fully understand why. And I think most people's entry point to the PR in this hood is through gangster rap, top boy and all of these things. But I can't lie to you. I had some great times growing up. Of course. And I think the other individuals, some of the cool kids, some of us not, our PR needs to try and outweigh some of that sort of negative PR. 100%. So you start seeing different approaches on day-to-day -day life like that. Because I think we have enough information and it's oversaturated about the stories of the problems within the hood. But then that creates a narrative and that creates a story and a concept in people's mindset. And I think that even affects the younger generation going forward. All they think about is all of these types of individuals that have potentially made their area popular. So you go, you can only be like them to leave. And then you blame all of them people that are rappers mm. for these people having that concept when they don't really know anybody else because they're not showing anybody else from a younger age. Mm. So I think it's down to the local councils and so on and so forth to actually investigate the success stories 
in their area mm, and if you've got an percent. Idris Elba or a Big Zoo or whoever you start implementing the alternative personalities from like the age of 10 just so it outweighs it by the time they're like 16, 17 that you have the gangster rappers that have made it out but you might have the footballers that have made it out mm. you might have the chefs that have made it out the podcast guys that have made it out and it doesn't have to be so all oh it was bad when I was younger like not everyone's story was 100%. that so I would prefer if somehow through local councils and schools and so on and so forth, we start pre presenting some of the success stories that have come from the hood and just present it in a different way. Yes, there would have been negative situations, but situations, sorry, but bro, I had some great times growing up, 100%. you know. Why are we not hearing these Man stories? Man, I've volunteered their time. I, do, I love that. I'll That's be honest it. with you. I love that. I also, I also will say this as well, yeah. The reality also is, is that we experience. That yeah. is part of life, yeah. When we when we're born, we experience, we have emotions, and we are go we we will regardless of anything that happens around us, we're gonna experience emotions, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Yeah, these these are all emotions. But just to go back to a point I was making, one thing that I've always said to my brother was, I said to him, listen, he's in a long term relationship. Yeah, he's young. I said to him, bro, I hope that this relationship sees its way out to the end. I hope so. Mm. So don't take me saying this as wishing downfall on your relationship, yeah? If it doesn't work out, I hope that it is also because it might be something you don't want. I hope so. But let me tell you this, bro. If your relationship doesn't work out and it is because it's something that she doesn't want to do, I'm letting you know that you are going to go through a whole bunch of emotions you didn't think was possible to have. Now, I can tell him this, the reality is he still has to feel it anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm still preempting him, bro. Yeah. It's mad. Mm. It's, I know. Bro, mm -hmm. I, was, I was in a long-term relationship. I came out of that. I was in a, I, I'll tell you now, bro. I was in a massive pickle for a strong bit. I was going through all of these different things because you know what? I'm supposed to be a man. I'm not supposed to feel this type of way. I'm supposed to be, right, she don't want me no more. I'm supposed to just cut through. All right, cool, let me just go out and chop this and do. Bro, none of these things work. Nope. None of these things work. These are the things that work for me. They might not work for you, but these are the things that work for me. However, what I'm trying to do is implement a, a, a mindset with him where if that ever does happen, of course he's going to experience the feeling because it's important to experience that feeling so you learn from it as you get older and it becomes a story that you tell and whatnot and you can move forward a certain way. But that voice in his head will 100. be there. Do you get me? And, and when you yeah, hear- yeah, when you already. Yes. And when you okay, hear, no, see like no. when you talk about mm. the volunteering thing or whatever, it's like, if you hear a bunch of different voices that are saying, bro, you see when you feel violated, yeah? Trust me, it feels mad because of boom, boom, boom. But I'm telling you, bro, like, when it's you do side. this, it's like, when you start experiencing the violation, you can't help the way that you feel. You can't because that is the initial thing that you're just feeling, isn't it? It happens straight away or whatnot. But there's still some voices in your head that is saying, bro, like, the, like this is what he was talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what he was talking about. And there isn't a mm. lot of that. Because a lot of youths are not talked about in processing emotion. So now you deal with violation, rejection, whatever it may be now. You're just dealing with it in the standard stock status quo way that is in your head. Yeah. Ra, what? Is this how I, what? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And I then you get problems. I know what I'm doing with Zayn and Khalifa now. The moment they get into a relationship, I'm going to ask them who they are. 
and they have to write down like five things. And if I start seeing a mad thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask them, who are you? And I'm gonna ask them to write down five things. And if they don't correlate, I'm gonna say to them, until you figure out who you are, because this is who you are, I don't wanna talk to you. <laughs> I, I think I think it's also they have to go do something. It's important though, just to like because you can't tell somebody what they should do when they're feeling a certain type of emotion, but it is enlightening them in this is that feeling that you're feeling is actually a normal feeling, but these are these are options. Here yeah. are options. You have to let them know like. These feelings you have are temp temp only if you behave in the correct way. Right. Because the moment you do the wrong thing off the feeling, big man, you're doing life in prison like Lucy. It's a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, guy, this is important though. And what you said about different role models, different aspirations, gives gives people a different background. I'm, I'm going to my school on Monday to do a talk uh, for Black History Month and they're, they're, my teacher, I'm really good friends with her, Miss, Miss Andrews, big up Sharon, she... She said, this year we want to do it a little bit different. We want you to talk about how important your sisters are in your life. Right. And so they want me to bring my mum to do a talk. It's very random. But my mum's going to do an assembly with me at 8.30 in my school for the year eights. So random. It, it, it's very random. But it's going to give them a different perspective. And the perspective that we're going to give them is how important my mum was to my journey. Then I'm going to talk to them about my journey X, Y, Z. And... That's, that's me having to wake up at eight o'clock on a Monday to go to my school. Like, I'm not getting paid for it. I'm doing it because I think it's the right thing to do. That's my little what I'm doing for the week. I know, okay, I've done that to help some people. If everyone could turn around and just do a little pocket of something to, to and, and the problem with, problem with volunteering and doing charity work is that you have to scream about it to make people know about it. But then when you do that, people are like, well, why are you telling us that you did it? You should just do it. But the more we show people that we're doing stuff, the more it might inspire people to do these things. Like it's like it's like. I told you, I'm. I told you, look. Charity's got rubbish PR. Yeah, they got bad PR. <laughs> Rolex is a charity. Look at the PR. Ru I'm saying to you right now, bro. The first time things don't go right, the first man I look at is my blood clot self. I hear Good where one. you're coming from, but I just think to myself, my dog. I think Black History Month is bullshit anyway. No, I hear that. I think they should be implementing these things and indoctrinating them into sight on a normal. And then you won't have to labour it at anything. No, man I just, understand. Man just end up just... But you have to start there. somewhere. That's the thing. I think we should start the right place, though. You start in the wrong place, you're going the wrong way, then you have to start all over again. You start in the right place, the only place you ever go is going forward. So I hear you, but that's just my personal opinion when it comes to something so important. No, it course. can't be centred down to a period of time if it affects me 12 months of the year. Let's try and make this happen all year. Let's have Big Zoo in there every month. No, of course. And, and, that's, and I think that's very important you know as well. From? Because it's kids, you know, and the moment you do it like that and you label it like that, I think significance as you get older becomes a small part of your life in opposed to... No, continuous. And, and I think, that obviously, with the Black History Month, that's a whole, that's a whole convo. But, yeah, but not more of charity. In terms of the charity stuff, yeah, because my first ever job was for a charity called City Year which is uh, part of the Na National Citizenship Service where as a young person, you volunteer a year of your, your life to working as a T TA in schools. That was my first ever job. First, I got a bills a week, a bills, a hundred pound a week. That's what I survived off. Shout out bills as well. <laughs> Anti-bills, but that's what I got. To work in, I worked in Haggerston, Haggerston Girls School. I worked there when they just transitioned into a mixed school. So all the year 10s were the oldest boys. I was 18 years old working with 15 year olds 
telling them, giving them a little bit of advice on how to live life. And I'll never forget how much impact I had on them young people. Because to this day, I still get young people from Haggerston. They're like, I'll be on road. They'll be like, I, sir. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean, sir? They're like, I used to teach me, you know? I'm like, rah, mad. And that little volunteering I did has had impact on young people to this day. What You can't measure how important that is. And obviously everyone has their life and everything they do. But I feel like the more we can do stuff to give back through people, and you are right, Charity does have bad PR. But it's, it's always that, it's that paradox of giving homeless man food and recording it. People say, why are you recording it? But that homeless man is still getting the food. So for me, with Charity, the problem with their PR is that to scream about doing something, sometimes it takes away from the thing that you're doing. Mm. But then how do we raise awareness with that? How do we raise? A, how do I tell people to give food to homeless people, while not making it look like I'm pitying this homeless man for giving him the food? Because while you're still benefiting from the food that I'm giving you. I hear you, but it's just all too. It's bad PR. If it doesn't work and the people don't like it, you just got to hold up your hands and say, "My bad." But that's what I'm saying. How do we service. flip it? Do you know what? I haven't got the answer right now, but I definitely feel charity work that is self is it self preserving? Is that the extent? Is that the term? Self preservation. Self preservation that makes me physically sick. So I don't like that. I like, let's just be good every single day. Like you, the person you are every day, that's who, that's what we should have. Do you know what I'm coming from through whatever working avenue you have because you have a lot of knowledge. Bro. Hey man, I got to grab something from upstairs quick. Do you know, yeah. we are actually, have, to, have you got howlers? Yes, I do. All right, cool. Would you go and grab something? Yeah, let me, this is not even hey, a big up to my man as well, yeah, from Pangea who sent me this, by the way. Love and guidance every time, yeah. Come no way, to these damn howlers. Hey man then. I had to go grab something upstairs. Wait, what did you grab? Water. Yes. Drip. Oh yes, yeah, drip. drip. Yeah, man. Come on, bro. Oh, we got yeah, a one. Man. We got a one. Um, that's the still. Still. That's the sparkling. I'm not sparkling water, guns. I, I am. So. Are you? Right, so come on. No. Bam. Sorry, Skepta. It is what it is. What are you saying? Bubbles in your mouth and that. Skep. Don't say it like that, though. That doesn't yeah. feel right. So what? T- talk to me about this. Uh, canned water. Yeah. We launched this this month. Uh, Not with the teeth, that was crazy. I've never seen that. It's been done now. What, what, am I going mad? It's been done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Natural mineral water in a can, which means our water comes from a well and there's nothing added to it. What are you saying, is it good? Tastes like water. Come on, that's all, that's that's what it has to do. Careful, we don't want it to spray on man and ruin the drip today. Allow me, bruv. I care about though, those. It's, it's proper though. It definitely tastes refreshing for sure. Thank you very much. That's straight from WH Smith. Yeah, man. WH Smith, yeah? Yeah, man. We're la- we launching some other places towards the end of the year. Come and I am okay. the owner of a, a canned water brand. Which is that very is cold. We did the advert in Jamaica. Cold. Which is just so random. Why? Thank I you. Because I, I was flying Jamaica. We needed to do an ad. I said, well, why don't I just do it in Jamaica? I tried to get Popcorn to do the chorus. He told me he wanted 70 bags. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> I didn't get popcorn. 70 bags? 70K. Like, so, you didn't give it, you, so you didn't give my country any money? Of course I did. Okay. That's what I invested in know. a lot of things over there. Right. That's what I need to we got, know. We got, we linked out a brother called Shane, who does a lot of, um, he was our, fi- you have a fixer who's the person on mm-hmm. the ground that takes mm-hmm. care of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Shane just did the Taliban's remix video. Okay. He works with a lot of great people. And Shane had us in the hood, in great places, doing great shots incredible things thank you uh, we went to a Chinese shop which is at the let's not big them up too much please okay we won't be going to Chinese <laughs> shop too much just reframe cool. a little bit but thank we you. went we went to a, 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 a food shop in Jamaica in Jamaica and we filmed some great shots in there and next time go to an authentic Jamaican shop 
Thank you very much. We, we will also we was also in place like that. It's just we needed somewhere to film in it. Right. And then got some incredible models in the video. Right. So Jamaican models. Yeah. Thank they you. Were incredibly beautiful. I thought he was gonna say Chinese again. Uh, nah. <laughs> and then uh, went to the, he took us to the he took us uptown Mondays. And oh yeah, Wednesdays. There. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. And yeah. Jamaica, Jamaica. <laughs> what a Do place. Yeah, what I a place. I love oh it, my God. I love it there. It makes a lot of sense. Do you know what thing I have to shout out though? Go on. Their work rate, things take long in Jamaica. When you order food, you might be there for two hours. Yeah, things take long. People are very chilled and relaxed. It's island. It, it makes dog. sense. But the work rate when it comes to the music. Yeah, I went to the studio and recorded the advert in one of the studios there. And um, there's a guy called Kraft. He's an artist. I was billing up and Kraft walks in and he's like, my brother, yes, well, I could jump on this. You, ju- he's not even, you haven't had a conversation with me. Can I jump on this tune? I'm like, go on, do it then. Bam, read his verse straight away. Boom, boom. He's like, I gotta go film a music video upstairs quickly. Films a music video, comes back. He's like, yeah, go on, let me make it a tune. Bam. I'm like, bro, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they you're a big artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, it never, it will never be like that in England where a man just walking, yeah, look, what can I touch this quickly? Yeah, bam. The work rate is different. Then man, that's, it makes sense why they release 15 songs a month because they're just on a different level work. The work rate, it proper humbled me, made me realise that I need to go harder, bro. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're on it, bro. Like, I linked up with Valiant, I made a song with Valiant as well. Oh, did you? Man. Yeah, bro, like big Valiant. He was it, like embraced, man. When he first met me, he said, are you from Brahm? I said, no, I'm not from Brahm. <laughs> and a lot Jamaicans over there? Yeah, a lot of Jamaicans there. Yeah, there is, yeah. And he just held me up. Valiant showed me a lot of love, but yeah, Yard. And that energy, you put it into Drip and the advert did really well. Yeah, man, big up though. Yeah, yeah big up every time, man. Come on, man, just thought, let me bring it for the man then. That was a um, cold move. Before Thank we go into the howlers, I just want to show someone something. Basically, yeah, someone was upset that I keep getting at the Chinese in Jamaica. I left a long message talking about them being a minority and me being a minority, I should show some understanding. Oh, that's cat. So I just thought I'd show you this. What's that? It says that there's 1.4 billion people in the world that are from China. So if you are a minority, blood clot, what am I? <laughs> what am I? Your backside about minority. We're back outside though with the howlers. And the first howler we're gonna go over to a place famous for Maradona, famous for Italians, apparently people that are fascists, whatever that means and people that are racist. Yes, Napoli have done something a little bit inappropriate. Uh, there was a TikTok video they put up of Victor Oshimen, and unfortunately, bad. they decided to refer to him as a coconut as he missed the penalty. If I'm being totally honest with you, it doesn't feel right. And on top of that, Oshiman, the footballer himself, has deleted every single photo of Napoli off his Instagram. And when he recently walked into the ground, he blanked two of the man them. So Oshiman, I'd like you to, to know two things. First of all, there's a space on this sofa for you. And most importantly, secondly, Arsenal want you. This is facts. That's craziness. That's fucking craziness. How can your team, TikTok, put that up about you? Hold on a minute, that's on their TikTok. That's the Napoli TikTok. The official Napoli team done that about my brother Victor. Nigeria's finest. That is absolute fuckery. It stinks. It just stinks. And I think that the Italians are so indoctrinated in racism, they don't even know when they're being racist. No, that's and not I even, said, that's remember, not even racist to them. Brother, 
I said to the people them the other day, yeah, when they were doing blackface of Oshiman the other day and doing blackface on their dog, I said, you know what? They're creeping. They're, they're putting their foot. They're putting their foot in. No piranhas bit the toes. Yeah. When they do it, something that slightly seems racist, you have to jump on it quickly so you don't get to coconut. They're too on far. The they're far gone over there, though. That's not even racist to them. That's but he was embracing some things that could be considered. So what you should do is just wipe everything clean. Listen, lads, I love the love, but this is my interpretation of love, and this is a bit confusing. So let's not go over here. This is what I feel. Napoli, yeah. we might anyway. close you for eight months. <laughs> we might. Now let's go back to Jamaica, because I, the reason why I don't like anyone you say the Chinese is because there's too much things in Jamaica that are not for Jamaicans. And this doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me, because everything in England is for the English. So why is it they're making beaches in Jamaica that the Jamaicans can't access. Let's hear what a local Jamaican had to say about it. Nor's Arscott has been fishing at his local beach for most of his life. But a company bought the land in front of the beach and built a cement wall around the property. The plan? To build another resort. Me, personally, have no access to another beach. So we had no choice than to go where they push us. Me been occupying that beach for 70 years. Those beaches was like our playground. Now, I'm not going to go into too much of what's said, but I'm just saying this. I understand the concept of gentrification, gentrification, sorry, because I'm from, from North London. I remember when Tottenham looked a little bit different and then they burnt down carpet right and since then it just hasn't been right. I'm also from the era of when I saw Hackney and robberies were just consistent. Now we've got Mendieta doing DJing in Dawson. So things have changed and I appreciate change. But you see the foundation where all the nutrients come from. You see the foundation, the mecca of any one place. Leave it alone. So you see Jamaica, if you can take a look at the past how many years, let's say the past 50 years, all the wonderful things that Jamaica has produced. If it's been produced a particular way, make it easier for them people to keep producing. Stop making it difficult for them. They've already have it difficult. Now them can't even go to the beach. Yeah, That's but crazy. You, come you, on. Even when I was there, even when I was there, man was experiencing it. Man saying, "Where's the beach?" They're like, "Yo, most of them are privatized." Can't you can't go there. Yeah, that's it's been like that for a minute. But that's the problem. Yeah, like I can't speak on other countries, but I will say that, like in a few Caribbean countries, I feel like sometimes they pander to tourists way too much. One million percent. Like even remember, I said this before. I'm like, I go, I went to Antigua. And like you go to certain places and that, and they're just playing bare like just pop music and that, and it's like I don't want to like. But them countries always been like that. Jamaica's a bit rebellious. No, Jamaica has always been like that too, bro. You no, come outside Montego hate- Bay and they're doing Yaman. No, the- they, people don't even say that anymore. No one does, but they cater to um, the tourism because that's uh, well, a few ways to make, make money. money in it. Yeah. But I'm saying, do you see that Jamaican man? Yeah. He's always been there. I hear you still, but what I, see, all no, I'm saying Antigua. is, is that see that Antiguan brother yet? Yeah, I hear that. I can't but what it. I'm saying is, is that like more time that pandering that they're doing, they don't need to do. Like it's like an element of overthinking. Mm. You know what? Let's just I push these people aside because no, a lot of people actually want to come for a, a super authentic experience. Well, yes, it, yes, there is maybe a part of it that you might want to shelter some people from, but like trying to create this glossy extra side of it to make it seem like this is what it naturally is like. It's bollocks. No, I, I went to Treasure Beach, mm. which is um, like St. Elizabeth is, 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 because there's two sides of Jamaica. You have the, the, the south and then the north. Mm. And the south, they haven't built the roads. Mm. Like, they haven't built the toll road. Mm. So if you want to go Montego Bay to Kingston, 
it's one nice little drive. drive yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you want to go to the bottom, yeah. to Treasure Beach, no, yeah, no. it's a myth. Yeah. And it was mad because when we went to Treasure Beach, a lot of people were telling me, why are you going there? But then a lot of people were telling me, oh, you're going to go see some of the most beautiful sides of Jamaica. Yeah. And when I went to Treasure Beach, it was unbelievable. It was like, it felt, re- it felt very authentic. It was beautiful. And it was like, it was kind of a, t- a side of the land that was, obviously they had their resorts there and they have the XYZ, mm-hmm. but it felt like a side of the land that was still kind of authentic to what Jamaica is. And then when I went to Montego Bay, it was very different. It was mm-hmm. like a lot of very commercialized. Like I went yeah, to the yeah. big resort there and, and I'm there and like, I, I told my friends that man, I don't want to stay in no resort. If I want to stay in resort, I could just go Spain, bro. Man, come mm. Jamaica to come see Jamaica. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? But obviously, people have to make their money. They gotta yeah. do what they gotta do. I'm from Sierra Leone, where the Chinese people have done a lot of crazy things over there in terms of like planting stuff and machinery and da 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 da. So I feel like these politicians, the people that run these countries, they're getting their pockets lined and they don't care about the people. Yeah, exactly. That is actually always the case. But I don't want to give bad PR to China because they are responsible for a great childhood. A lot of my toys were made in China. So <laughs> I'm here to say I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love them, but we just need to find that new balance. Nah, man, no, bruh. You, if anyone wants to get upset at what man's saying about what the Chinese are doing to, to these third world countries, bro, you're it's smoking crack, bro. Are you dumb? Like, you... You can go look at the evidence, bro, mm-hmm. to what they are doing. They're I going to the politicians, they, they lining their pockets. They, and own, they own, what was it? Is it 7% of the um, African landmass now? Seven That's mad. Google, Google that. That's mad. Yes, mental. Salon, I know it's happening, bruv. So you know what it is? From, the thing it's is, yeah, happening, bruv. You know what it is? This is a deeper conversation. It's a conversation for another day. It's that you can always just get these people, politicians, whoever's running whatever, you can get them with money One because it's like for them it benefits not there's i believe that only a small percent of them only usually do what is good for the country until it gets to a point where you can be bought out and then the, most of them just end up buying out 100%. and if you've got most of the money and and you've got you've got access to certain things then you can buy your way into it if it is seven percent of that it's 7%. It's around seventy percent all right boom give it 10 years give it 10 years They'll buy more of it. Because so what they like, do... Who's the wicked people? The, them who's got the money or the people who's, sell, who's selling out the people then? Maybe we should ask the next person we're speaking about because she decided to try and sell out her own son. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I hear you say. Basically, this young lady decides to try and kill her own son to get his insurance. Yeah, that's common. That's right. A young woman uh, happened to be from... Uh, I'm not going to say what where she's from I'm just letting you know that it needs to be closed for 10 months strongly the only place where a woman will try and kill her son to get his insurance is in what country zoo America because that's where it always happens and every week if I find another story next week we extend it for a month right now I want America closed for 10 months just have a revamp everything in life that goes I even think heaven I think heaven sometimes God just goes yo 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 close the gates for a second we just have to revamp the thing give it a look clean and everyone can come back in so if heaven can do it America must can do it I even well hell does it I'm sure hell does it so America definitely has to do it just alike so can we just please give it a revamp a refresh let it smell better give some of these homeless people some homes because you've got some big properties with nothing like one in there I've seen the docks in New York let's mix it up now let's give people homes New York some tapped, tapped. Bad. let's not talk about Detroit in healthcare because we can also sort it out right there but one thing we can stop is mothers killing their sons yeah, for crazy. their life insurance it What's doesn't the feel right that's what my boy Wax 
Wax MTP, 10 side wax, anti wax. You know the guy that got shot? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kill your child for money. This world is what? Finished. Finished. Yeah, right. so, but you know what? Great, it's great mad. little point there. Yeah. 6,000 likes. I know you felt good on that the one. The world is not yeah, finished. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Anti wax. But yeah, the world's not, not finished. Are... Zoo has made water. The world yeah. is right then. good. Let's yeah. not on. Let's not. Hey, it's Zoo, all right. Zoo, love for coming through, my bro. Bless I appreciate it, man. man. Come back again soon, yeah? 1 million percent. Love and God. Are you with Ahan? I talked to him. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.